it's the moment you've all been waiting for. Film fans one and all. Welcome to the, the second, second annual Movie Mandem Awards. Grab your headphones or blast your speakers. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, intro time. It's been a while. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. I got a lovely intro. My intro. Lucy, Lucy. From over the years. The years. Yeah, I used to watch it on TVJ, right? Back in the day. Yep. Hello, everybody. TVC, sorry. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Another episode of Movie Mandem. Can you believe it? Yes. It's the end of another year. It's the beginning of a new one. And we're here to celebrate. As usual, the extravaganza. The extravaganza. The Movie Mandem Awards. The Movie Mandem Awards. Um, we did have some musical guests planned, uh, mm. but they dropped out last minute, unfortunately. Uh, we had Diplo. Diplo was going to be That's here. That's true. That's true. Um, fell through, unfortunately. He did. Um, uh, the musical guest is Bam's phone going on. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, we, 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 we like a lot of bits here. Right. We like a lot of audio content. Like my phone going off in the background of yeah. the official episode. Speaking of bits, uh-huh. um, so we have a packed episode this week because me and Bam, we're doing the Movie Mandem Awards. That's we are true. talking about the best of the year. We have our categories that we've filled out. Uh, we've agonized over them. It just picture me and Bam by candlelight with a yeah. quill. Yeah. Uh, just it was me, you, and Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah. <laughs> Jotting really, down really going at it. the films of the year. Scrooge's film of the year uh, is, is probably something that everybody else hated. Uh, Ghost of Girlfriend's Past, yeah. once again. <laughs> Re- he refuses to acknowledge that the years have passed. It's right. That Matthew McConaughey classic. It's, it's, uh, it's still the 2009 classic, mm-hmm. Ghost of Girlfriend's Past. Not a bad movie. I would say. Um, you know, it's something you watch on the plane. It's Michael Douglas just being collecting you know, a check. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Oh, you want me to be an old man that likes mm-hmm. ladies? I can mm-hmm. do that. Sure. That's that's in my bag. Um we're talking best actor, best supporting actor, best actress, best supporting actress. Yes. Uh we're talking best director, best picture, best ensemble. S- best ensemble. Mm-hmm. Best we're talking stunt scene. Best stunt scene. Yeah. And uh best animated picture. That's right. And bam, as I'm putting together this list, I'm realizing we we're we're big like visual effects fans right. in this in this you know arena. Yes. We, we don't have anything here for that. We don't uh, we don't have no, not really. Like, I, I mean, o- o- the most impressive special effect yeah. of the year. Yeah, if we could, I don't know if you have um, that off the top I, of your head. Well, I mean, not to spoil the surprise category, mm. but when we're picking the Pyacon of the year. Oh yes, the Pyacon. The final award of the evening. My mm. choice might might be involved in that. Oh, maybe, maybe. And uh, maybe I used the template that we had from last year and it didn't have the Pyacon right. of the Year on it. And maybe it's not there at the moment. Right. But, you know. Well, perhaps when I sent you the breakdown perhaps. this year <laughs> and I went, is this fine? Yeah. Did I miss anything? Yeah. And you acknowledged and agreed. I, 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 I did say, yeah, man, that looked good. <laughs> That's fine. So, you know, I went with that regarding our Well, you know what? I got I got an hour and a half right. to, to have a Pyacon locked in. Okay. Um, I think I have some in mind, but you know, we'll see how it goes. Um, how do you want to start? I'm gonna start with well, 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 as as we did last year with the the best supporting. Best supporting. All right, cool. Let's do them actors first. Let's do them actors, them boys. Them boys. Um, so we got three for each. Yeah, three for each of the actors categories. Yeah, we're going three, two, one. Yeah, let's do three, two, one. With our, with our number one. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm gonna start with my number three, and I, I I did write this up 
before he may or may not be in hot water. Okay. Um, so like, don't Taking hold that against or? me. No, just I mean, this kind of like a sp- there's, there's a particular actor who took a who, who drowned in his bath today. Okay. Uh, this year in hot water. Um, you know, so I actually I, I don't know if he would have been in my list or not. Right. But I just want to mention that um, we did kind of lose Jonathan Majors this year. We sure did. Like as sure a did. as an acting sure. presence. Sure, 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 sure. Um and he he had a year, man. We had a whole episode. We yeah. We we, we did like what a what a fascinating thing the passage of time. We had like back-to-back episodes about like praising Jonathan Majors on yeah. like, the Ant-Man and Creed. Yeah. Creed episodes. And now look at him. Just, and there was also you know, a, there was another movie he was supposed to be in this year. I think he was playing a, a boxer or a wrestler. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they canceled that. Right. Um and and you know, he's been dropped by Marvel and and right. I don't I like. He, I liked him in Creed. I may have considered him for this category, mm-hmm, but you know, because mm-hmm. we're you know trying not to do just the actors categories that you're having um, right. in the Oscars. Just trying I mean, to, find... to speak nothing of his um his PR relationship with Megan Good. Mm. Like, what's gonna what's gonna come of? I don't know. Yeah. yeah, great stuff. Anyway, my number three pick. Right, not um, Jonathan Majors. Not Jonathan Majors. Okay. Uh, it's Jamie Fox. It's Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox. All right, in... Somebody else in hot water. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Um, in they clone Tyrone. Okay. I thought he did a really good job. Um, I don't know how difficult it was for him to play that role. A nice seventies pimp. A nice seventies pimp, you know. Um, he's uncomfortable in the role. He's yeah. But like he was, he was magnetic. You know, oh, I, I, sure. my eyes kept going towards him. I wanted to see what else he was gonna say. Right. Um, I, I just that that movie stuck with me since I saw it. Mm-hmm. Came out on Netflix, people in in June, in the midst of Barbenheimer. This movie kind of right, slipped right. in. Slipped under radar, yeah. You know. Um, my boy John Boyega. Yeah, John Boyega, he's he's in there too. He's a bit stoic in that, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like playing st- st- uh, stoic badman. Yeah, stoic badman. But Jamie Foxx playing a pimp named Slick Charles. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, that not to be confused with a pimp named Slip Slickback, no, with that's his pimp, entire pimp, name. Pimp, pimp, pimp. Um, but Slick Charles, he's he's a he's a pimp, but he's like he's kind of an ineffectual pimp. Yes, like. His his hose, as it were, they kind of run. Right. Miss Teona Paris, also. Yeah, Teona, I mean, when Teona Paris is the the you know your your main your, your prostitute, bottom, your bottom bitch, your bottom bitch, as it were, um, you're kind of not gonna have the reins on that operation. No. You know, you're 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 very much the person who you your name is on the the masthead, but yes. she's running the show. Yes. Um, and I thought that he played it pretty well. He was pretty funny in it. Jamie Foxx is usually funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that that's my that's my number three pick. Number three pick. Yeah, I don't want to say too much on him because I, yeah. I don't know how poorly this will age. Right. You know right. about three or months. Do, time. You, well, I mean, listen, the way things are going, um, every single celebrity who has voiced an opinion, yeah. in the past year, you know, it's 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 all up in there. It's all pretty. Nasty. Yeah, exactly. So if um, you know, all of this, all of these names could right. just be the worst person in a month yeah. time. So don't I, hold it I, against I, us. I, I, I do think of like five years from now, if people listening to this show and mm-hmm. just like point to Macro, like, hey, they're speaking of canceled celebrity right. in this in this episode from 2020. How dare they? Yeah, you know, like like I, I, I think of that often. Yeah, but um, you know, passage of time, it's all uh, I, I guess separate art from the artist in this specific moment in time when mm-hmm. we're discussing these at the people, time. When I guess when this movie had come out. Jamie Foxx was just the cool guy from Look a lot of sketch time shows. Stamp of this podcast before <laughs> you judge us. This podcast was actually recorded uh, way back in January, before right. the Clone right. Tyrone even came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. So we, I'm just we, being we predictive. Had our, we had our, our, our ear to the ground. We looked at things. the movies of 2023 list early in 2023, right. and we just right. picked. All this right. is all random. Anything right. that's happened after that, not our responsibility. Sure. 
All right, what's your number three? Well, speaking of um, early in the year contenders, mm. um, I saw a little film produced by Jennifer Lawrence called No Hard Feelings. No Hard Feelings. And I saw a young gentleman by the name of Andrew Barth Feldman mm-hmm. playing young Percy Becker in this film. Yep. And I was thoroughly impressed yeah. by this He's by good. this premiere. He's good. Um, he is playing what would you call it? A sort of uh Gen Z esque uh young man. He he's in, the m- in, in his very early twenties. Yeah. Um, the modern he, day nice guy. The modern day um uh incel, I yeah. guess I guess you'd say. Young incel runs a not runs, but he works at a, a dog shelter. Yes, he works at a dog shelter. Um it's in this little what would you call it? Um beach town, I guess this is kind of a Remember the town from Jaws? Yes, it is a town from Jaws. It's a little beach town. Um, people like they come there for their uh, spring breaks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so this is like uh, so Jennifer Lawrence plays like a, a regular town in this thing, and she is being uh, gentrified out of her own home because all these like rich folks from like New York and such come up, you know, buy up these little spots, and the, the property value goes up, and now she's. She's down bad economically, as they right. say. Yeah. So she needs to. She basically gets like a Craigslist ad where some parents are like, hey, um, no prostituting, wink, wink, but could you, like, I don't right. know, maybe date our son and get his confidence up before he goes to college? Mm-hmm. So she, His parents are played by Matthew Broderick, and I forget who the mom was, but they were hilarious. Yeah, they're incredible. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, what's her face from Groundhog Day? Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. And, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, the I don't know. I didn't know how to explain his performance, but he is playing awkward mm-hmm. and ineffective at being a masculine man. Yeah. In the most incredible portrayal, like he is pathetic with a capital P. Yeah. And it is just a. It, it it it's it's really an incredible perform, incredible performance. Yeah. He's, he's he's just like when you when you think of awkward humor, like this is this is the pinnacle of it. My boy really stepped up to the plate, and as is like he's he's a theater performer otherwise, but this is his first um full on uh, film performance, and he just knocks it right out of the park. Um, special special mention to there is a scene during the film mm-hmm. where he describes Hollow Notes's Manita. Mm. And he describes it oh, from God. the point of yeah, view yeah. of like, of like, the, 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 the song seems nice and fun. It's like, oh, it's about a nice girl out on the road. Mm-hmm. But he views it as a woman like predatorily stalking a man and right. ruining his life. And he at one point plays a piano cover of Manito. Yeah. That's. I, sh- I I beg your pardon to Holland Notes, but yeah. he has really taken that song from. I mean, if we could have, way. if we could say a scene in a movie is the Piacon of the movie, it would yes, be that it, scene. It, it, absolutely. it really just like the whole movie. It's the the everyone in the restaurant that he because he's at a restaurant. Yeah, Jennifer nice Lawrence is like egging him on to play the on, on the piano, yeah. and then he does it. He seems all nervous, and up to this point, this this character has done nothing to impress you yes, at all. Yes, and then he does this. Very involved, compelling, just port, you know, uh, uh, composition of Hollywood's Manita, and it's it is captivating. Yes, yeah. the entire restaurant, including Jennifer Lawrence, yeah, is shocked. That's the moment where she's just like, <laughs> oh, "Oh, I'm falling, I'm, I'm, I'm falling a bit." Falling, yeah, 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 yeah. That is a, that is a good pick. That is an inspired choice. Mm-hmm. When did that come out? 
Uh, like February, March. Did very linear. Very linear. Damn. Yeah. I remember seeing it with my cousin. Mm-hmm. When was she here? Oh, I came on June. June. Yeah. Oh, mid year. Much earlier. Yeah, it feels like an early, early mm-hmm. release. One that kind of came in before came on, yeah. it was, um, the, you know, the year got started. That's a good choice. I really like that choice. Yeah. Um. All right. Number two. Mm-hmm. Um. This it feels perfect yeah. for this to be my number two because okay. this this character did have an iconic lyric yes. in which he states, "Doesn't seem to matter what he do." Mm-hmm. He's always number two. Yes. Uh, so I'm going with Ryan Gosling. Okay. Okay. As just Ken. As just Ken. Um, and I know this is a surprising like number two yes, pick. Yes. Yes. Because this, this is number one in many people's. Hearts. I mean, this is number one across the board in yeah, many yeah. people's hearts. Yes. Um, but my number one is one that I, I I came upon very recently. It it just kind of knocked him out of it mm-hmm. because up until seeing my number one pick. Ryan Gosling as Ken was gonna be the choice. Um, is is this your number one? I don't want no, to. He's, it's R- not. Ryan is not on my list. He's not on your list. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's hmm. Mm-hmm. I because it, when you think about the best supporting actor, this is the role that I think is the best supporting role of the year. Yeah. In, in that, oh, it's it's the most ac- it's the most iconic role. Yeah. yeah. I'll give yeah. it to him easily. Yeah. I mean, and and I think it's because. When we all heard there was a Barbie movie, we all yeah. had our ideas of what it was going to be. Right. And we all thought, you know, Ken is not going to be something we're going to be fixated on. Right. right? They got so Ryan Gosling. Yeah. You're like, oh, he's going to be a little funny. And right. That's it. Yeah. He looks nice. Yes. He looks like a Ken doll. We right. get the joke. We did not realize the crux of the movie would hang. Boy. <laughs> on him. When, when he turns to the villain... Mm-hmm. Um, when when he like when he has his musical when number, when he discovers dude broing, when he discovers dude broing, um, and to me, line reading of the year, yes. when Barbie comes to his house and Barbie seems as though she's finally gonna give him some affection, yes. he goes back into his yes. mojo dojo casa house, yes. and a beat, and he just goes sublime, <laughs> and, and and like it, you see the behind the scenes of yeah, that yeah. scene, and they're all bursting out laughing right. and i just got the sense that this was happening all the time yeah. he was just doing shit yeah. and when you hear him talk about playing ken yeah it's like a it's, spiritual experience this is the for first him. time um like i support method acting yeah <laughs> <laughs> like like to play this ridiculous person like absolutely mm-hmm. you, you be this goof right, right and like he's, he was talking about like when he was a kid he would do like you know theater productions and yeah. he and he'd be all silly right. and then as he got older tried to get into acting he was like in the stuff like the notebook yeah, he and everything threw away the minimal the, the mickey mouse club as if right did not was not the foundation for his entire life. yeah yeah exactly and then i feel like in recent years he's got more back into just yeah, like he, 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 not he, taking himself so seriously right. he does like um the nice guys yes. um even something like a crazy stupid love which is very much like that that rom-com type for him it's it's there's a silliness to that character. I know he's doing that David Leach movie where he's playing a stuntman. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, is it is that with Emily Blunt? Emily Blunt. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I just felt like this was the culmination of him at this point in his career, yeah. and and I think he knocked it out of the park. He he really did steal the focus a lot of the time. Yeah. This was one where I was strongly trying to make the argument for. I mean, we didn't. Yes, we did do a Barbie episode. Sorry. We in fact did two Barbie. We episodes. did two Barbie episodes. No, but like if if there was ever an argument to be made for someone who is on the post of being the Piacan, I I yeah. would have made it for this because yeah, it's sure. it is a yeah fantastic performance. fantastic performance. Yeah. yeah, it was the one thing that my dad said that he came out of Barbie like he's like, he was like Gosh, oh yeah Gosling he was funny right, right, he was a funny man right yeah um all right so my number two um so um 
this this was my s- second hardest category to mm-hmm. to, to really feel through because it was a it was really a plethora and you know Ryan was Ryan was there at that, at at one point as I was assembling my list right and I kind of shuffled and shuffled and thought about and thought about it and then upon rewatching this film um, recently um, th- th- I, this this is not a this is I was trying not to do any recent recency bias right 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 but this really um two things uh upon watching this film the first time he stuck very clearly in my mind mm-hmm. upon watching it a second time he stuck very very clearly in my mind okay. and seeing him become a meme mm-hmm. recently has kind of um a meme a, a meme a who, meme who, I say who became a meme yes. <laughs> a meme <laughs> um really cemented it in my head mm-hmm. and this is Jason Clark as Roger Robb in Oppenheimer. Okay. Okay. The yeah. prosecutor. Yeah. Upon the kangaroo court case. You did not want to be in that room with him. I did not want to at be at all. There. Jason Clark, who has made sort of a career of playing like assholes, yeah. um, really comes into like full fruition as the the personification of government corruption right, right, right. era. Yeah. And he just simply <laughs> this this is not this is not a, a court case going on record. This is simply to destroy Oppenheimer from being able to speak publicly. Yeah, right. Yeah, and he just comes line after line, just menace and grimace, and yeah. just these complicated trapping questions with no right answers yeah. to them. And he's he's just like his screen time does not amount to more than say six seven minutes. No, really. but but then again, but neither everything. Does he says yeah just you feel the hole growing deeper and deeper and deeper yeah. and the meme that he has become which i think can is really useful in all accuracies it is just it is just the the best scene in oppenheimer when they're in the the, the, the courtroom let's call it mm-hmm. and the lights are shining yeah brightly mm-hmm. in the room and he is there like did you or did you not right, like, right, right. it's just the perfect line of questioning and yeah. it is just a nice personification of stress. It's his Oppenheimer was the most stressed I've been in a movie theater mm-hmm. this year. And rewatching it like two weeks ago, I was just like, this is perfect dad core cinema. I don't mm-hmm. have to tell mm-hmm. you this this one's gonna last forever. I mean Jason Clark in that scene, he has the intensity of an atom bomb mm-hmm. in his mm-hmm. line of questioning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that he because, like, as you said, he's he, he's had a career. I feel like he's in a lot of good things, but he's not, like, the focus of them. No, no. And I feel he, like he's this... He's a great support team. Yeah, and this has been... Team. But this was, like, a time where he, he really took the, mm-hmm. the, the frame away from... Killian Murphy's doing great the whole movie. Yeah, this yeah. is a time where he... Because Oppenheimer in that movie, he's controlling every room. Yes. He walks in, he's the smartest guy. He, Until and he, this know, one. he knows how to talk to women, he knows how to, to talk to senators, yeah. you know, like to army men, nothing. People, yeah. He's like a god amongst men. Yeah. In this room, nothing. he is small. He, yes, he's been broken down. Been honestly, broken. I feel like Jason Clark was hired because his head yes, is so large. So large. <laughs> and then you look at Killian Murphy's like skeletor face. Yes. And it, <laughs> it just, I felt bad for, like, I mean, I know Oppenheimer killed all those people in, in Nagasaki. He sure did. Uh, um, but, you know, I felt like this is a kid on the playground yes. <laughs> getting bullied right now. Right. Someone needs, like Emily Blunt needs to come in and pull these kids apart. Yeah. Everyone keeps on talking about Robert Downey Jr. as Strauss. Yeah. And, and he is good. He's but good. he's not what I walked away from that movie. Isn't that funny? Isn't, he so, isn't that so hilarious that his whole arc in that movie is just 
not feeling recognized. Yes. And we're just like, eh. Yeah, whatever. You know? <laughs> I mean, I'm glad you're not just being smart with Iron Man anymore. Right. But, yeah. you know. No, but the thing is, I know you can act, bro. I've yeah, been yeah, following yeah. your career. Yeah. Like, I didn't need the, the reminder. Yeah, the, yeah. These, these 10 years that you've been Iron Man, I know that you can act in between that. And you do acting you're, as Iron Man. Like, yeah. I, I, of all the people who are just thrown up on a green screen, like, you're doing, you're doing you're a doing lot. You're doing the work, you know? yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's a great choice. I like that. All right. All right. Uh, I'm gonna start off by asking: Did you see the film Past Lives? Uh, no. Do you know Do you know anything about it? Um, it I know it is um on my girlfriend's laptop, and I meant to watch it this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's also say that people um we didn't watch every movie that came out this year. No, very difficult yeah. to watch every single piece of yeah. film. But uh, not only that, in a not, year not just like time-wise, but also we live in a third-world country that does not get every film. Yeah, and not every film gets released online in exactly. a good quality to watch. So, like, I for context, every day this week I have pressed refresh on my torrent stream for Godzilla minus one, bro, and it has <gasps> not <laughs> not appeared or not once. It burns me so much that we haven't seen Godzilla minus one, but mm-hmm. also like uh, um, American fiction. Yeah, with with yeah. Uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wright, Wright. Yeah, yeah. I it burns me that Jeffrey Wright's performance is poor things. The color purple, for God's mm-hmm. sake! Like, yeah, why is that out here? Why is that not here? Jesus, you know. I anyway, get it together. I don't get it, man. Just qu- keep raising prices and pissing people off. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. All right, but anyway, uh, Past Lives was accessible, so I did manage to see it. And uh, if people don't know what Past Lives is about, it is about a Korean immigrant woman. Uh, she lives in America and once upon a time in Korea, she had a childhood sweetheart and this childhood sweetheart, she and him reconnect 12 years after she migrates from Korea, right? She knew him when she was like 12 years old. So that's that's the age where you start to have feelings of romance mm-hmm. a little bit you know you're holding hands to school right. you know you're 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 um, sharing secrets with each other they're right. making you laugh little love notes and all that right. and then she leaves in the middle of that starting up then age of the internet happens mm-hmm. 2011 or so they get skype they start talking mm-hmm. um she's like i'm spending way too much time talking to you on this mm-hmm. this internet device mm-hmm. i gotta cut you off if i want to pursue my career right. so she she pushes pause on the the you know the romance once again mm-hmm. 12 years after that this movie takes place over the course of 24 years okay. finally she's in a stable place in her life yeah ready to skype again ready f- he they both got ticket money now they okay. both got yeah, jobs yeah, yeah. he's he says I'll yo fly, i'll fly up i'm gonna fly up to new york right. where she's living and she's coming to visit. Right. Unfortunately, yes. homegirl married. Okay. She got a whole ass husband at home. <laughs> As you do. And that whole ass husband is played by John Magaro. Uh-huh. And um, I don't is know if freak? that name like rings out to you at all. No. Um, let me tell you who he... Because he, he is my pick. He's my pick for uh, my best supporting actor. Okay. Because... Going if, through it? Going through it. Uh-huh. Um, let me see what, what else he was in. He was in the big short, but then everybody was, mm-hmm. uh, he was in the, the many saints of Newark. I feel like if I show you his face, you'll know exactly who John. I'm talking about. John Magaro, M-A-G-A-R-O. Um, he is in a lot of things. He's very good in a lot of things. And in this movie, the, the movie opens up with, uh, the main character, yeah. her long lost love from Korea. And okay, I've seen right, you've yeah. seen that guy. Yeah. He's got that face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So it's 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 the main character, her long lost love, and her husband sitting at a bar. Yes. And you're hearing the the commentary from other people at the bar looking at them. Okay. And he doesn't even seem like he's a part of the trio. He doesn't yeah. seem like they've gone to the bar together because they are so involved yes. talking to each other. Yes. And you just have to look at his face oh, no. as he as deals with them yes. talking. The chemistry with him now. Not just the chemistry. They are talking in Korean to each other. Oh, he is completely excluded. Also, yeah. Only picking out a few words here yeah, and there. Yeah. And the the agony in this man's face, yeah. the 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 like... When I when you you were talking about the most tense you felt this year, mm-hmm. it's Oppenheimer right. for a, for a lot of the movie. Yeah. But when I talk when like this was the the climax, this was the the right. the third act of a movie right. that that had me like, what is going to happen? Yeah, is he going to lash out? Um, are, are they going to run away together? Yeah. Like it's it is a very it's a very quiet romance you know mm-hmm. it, it's a very acting movie mm-hmm. you know not not a lot happens I, in it I, I heard it described as like a modern day in the mood for love um is that, is that kind of yeah because that same that same sense of like it, it's, it's yeah it's not just what's spoken it's what's not spoken yeah. it's it's the it's the moments of silence mm-hmm. there's a point where you know at um close to the very end the the two long lost lovers are like they're standing on a sidewalk and i swear they were like inching towards each other, but also they stayed still the entire time. Yes. So I don't know if it was that I wanted them right, to inch towards right, each right, other. Right, right, it's right. very, very well made, very well right. um, performed. And the fact that he got me so invested in his experience as the husband, because he has this whole thing about, you know, um, when, when, when she is dreaming, she will sometimes, you know, speak aloud in her sleep. Right. But so she speaks in, in Korean. Korean. Yeah. And he has this just devastating line where he says you dream in a language i can't understand mm. and and they in the movie they're both screenwriters and he's yeah. like yo if this was a movie i would just be the yeah. the evil husband getting right, in the way right, of this right. this love story like compared to Being you know cocked in the third act pretty, pretty much <laughs> compared to the two of you yeah. like our love story is very boring yes. i can just call a spade a spade right. um and you know it, it it really inspired me to be like hey you know what this is the type of husband you should be where you're you're vulnerable yet confident, you yes. know, like you're 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 sure of your relationship but also you're acknowledging what's going yes, on here. Sometimes you know? things are helpful, yeah. Um yeah, so he he really floored me and I, I just want to give him props for that because it's it's a performance most people are not going to see okay. and and in the Respect. In in the years of best supporting actors cuz we have had some great casts oh, yeah. this year. I was thinking like Matt Damon yeah. Um, I was thinking Robert De Niro. Um, um, very. Um, I mean, the entire cast of Oppenheimer. The entire cast of Oppenheimer. <laughs> really, yeah. Really um, all, all those great scientists. Uh, what's his name from? Um, uh, uh what well, the Santa Claus is what's coming to mind. Oh. Um, with the glasses. <laughs> yes. Like um, his great line about um, he doesn't want. Uh, I, I don't want five hundred years of quantum physics to lead to a master the weapon. Of weapon mass of mass destruction. It's yeah. just great. Um. Uh, uh, Benny Safdie in that movie yep. is great too. Um, somebody brings a bigger bomb. <laughs> his, his his line reading of like like they're all putting on like glasses and like suntan lotion yeah. for mm-hmm. the bomb. Yeah. And the guy just goes in his car. He's just like, oh, the glass will stop it. Yeah. And he goes, I'm also stop the glass. I'm just like, great reading. Mm-hmm. He's the, the, there's uh, so many great performances this year, mm-hmm. but I want to shout this guy out because okay. I don't think he's gonna get a lot of love. And oh, that's great. Yeah. Um. All right. Well. Uh, before I say my number one, mm-hmm. um, 
it was it was neck and neck in this in in these in this there's two performers in the same film it was mm-hmm. neck and neck and i just want to say a line reading of my almost but but my number one one over him mm-hmm. so i just want to give a special shout out by the way guy. people um i've never seen bam have this many notes oh yeah for an episode oh, yeah, this yeah. man went all in oh, yeah, yeah. i'm i'm proud yeah yeah yeah, yeah me you and screwed sat over and yeah we did we else, did yeah. over the fireplace right. um now i don't know how to pronounce this man's name <laughs> <laughs> Great start. Um, it is it is very Italian. Um either way it sounds very funny. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm gonna say what I think his name is. I think it is Louis Cancelmi. Mm-hmm. But spelt out oh! it is Louis <laughs> Cancel Me. Right. C A N C E L M I. Cancel me. Mm-hmm. Right? So that just I just just a fantastic Italian. He note. better not have done anything. Oh no. Because no. the press, man. No, no, no. They're gonna run no, with no, that. No, no, no. If, if 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 he was famous during like the inquirer days, mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they would like run amok with him. Um, yeah, he came to mind as well. Yes. Yeah. So um he's playing a man named Kelsey Morrison. He only has about two, three scenes. There's, oh, but there, boy, there's does several, he make an impact. several background characters in this film, and that film is Killers of the Flower Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, this is essentially a film about the Osage Nation and mm-hmm. how they are ravaged by white supremacy. Yeah, preyed upon. Preyed upon. Um, they were there. There are a, a, a group of a group a group of native natives who were kicked out of their original home. And just put on like a shitty piece of land mm-hmm. and just said, like, all right, you guys live here now later. And then as they got there, they discovered oil. Boom. And so because the land belonged to the entire tribe, this entire tribe of people suddenly all found themselves to be like thousandaires and millionaires. Mm-hmm. And they became like the richest percentile of a of a community in America. Right. And so, of course, racist white people were like, well. Fuck, we mm. can't have them having their money. So, in traditional racist policies, yep. they go, okay, so technically the oil belongs to you, but you can't open a bank account without a white guardian. Right. So, you need to, like, your finances have to be divvied up through white people. Right, right. And, you know, the easiest way to do that would be, I don't know, marry a white person. Mm-hmm. Okay, with a white person, that'll save yourself a lot of trouble. So the never, ones never who, heard anybody marrying a, a nope, white person. Nope. Right? So the ones who don't have to like literally go to like their their guard their white guardian and ask for I would like to use my money, please. Mm-hmm. But most of them just ended up marrying into marrying into these 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 white guys. Um now uh Louis Canchelme plays mm-hmm. a gentleman called Kelsey Morrison, and he says he has a conversation with his lawyer in town mm-hmm. and this it's it's like his one big line mm-hmm. but it is essentially represents the entirety of the film yeah and i've written it down oh thank you so much <clears throat> it, it deserves to be said verbatim so i'm going to just say it as it is this is but this is a conversation between kelsey and his lawyer and kelsey says and this the, the, this scene just begins no 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 building to the scene just hard cuts to him in a yeah. lawyer's mm-hmm. office and this is verbatim what he says. And this is the movie if you've not seen it. Folks. Yes. So my dead wife has two kids and they have my name. So if I adopted them proper and if these two kids were to die, would I inherit their estates? They're Osage. One of them is half Osage, but they have head rights. 
lawyer goes, Kelsey, you realize this indicates to me that you're planning on adopting and killing these children. Kelsey, no, not if it's not legal. And if I don't get the money, then I'm not going to do it. Uh-huh. Now, when I watched this movie in the theater, uh-huh. I, there are a few moments where I'm either sighing, yep. laughing, exasperated, sighing, just being upset. And this is the moment where I just like leaned forward, put my head in my hands and went, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And this just hurt me. Just the the coldness with which he discusses this yep. with his lawyer. That just and it's it's just an encapsulation of like everything the film has been showing you. Mat- ma- just very matter of fact. Very matter of fact. You know, just hey, if I do this, will will the law, you know, skate me by. Yeah. Um, so I I just wanted to give a shout out to him, mm-hmm. but um, the evil perpetrated perpetrated through this town fully comes out of um a gentleman playing essentially Satan incarnate. Yeah, he's the devil throughout this town. He he's the devil, and I had a hard time thinking about this because I'm like, this actor is so good. Mm-hmm. I already know you can do that. Yeah, this is this so is, like I wasn't even impressed this is while Sunday watching afternoon. it. This is real casual for him. You came you came to set. They put you in costume. You and had you just, on your nice glasses. And you, and you, you goggles. Thing, and, I, and I know you can do it. You're yeah. a fucking professional. Mm-hmm. You're you're literally one of the best. But the thing about being one of the best is you're one you're of the, the fucking best. best. You're one of the fucking so best. So this is Robert De Niro. Yeah, Bobby D himself playing William Hale. In yeah. Of the floor moon, <sighs> an evil man. There has never and there's never been a more portrayal of yeah. just cold hard evil. Yeah, in a film, you got you got like your Oppenheimer, right? Where he yeah. he develops his great weapon, but then he's yeah. just like, oh, I'm sad, I shouldn't have done it. I but then this yeah. guy just like, what are you talking about? Yeah, what just like, like like do it. Just no. If you kill this person, you get their money. Yeah, plain and simple. Like, did you want to win the war? Okay, this is how you win the war. Right. You build a bomb, and that's right. what you do. He has this line where he says like. Miracles don't happen anymore. Mm-hmm. Like this, this, this is this is it now. This is us. <laughs> and what, like the the part that always sticks out to me with him is he is so manipulative yes. to his dumb fuck dumb, nephew. Dumb, dumb, dumb Ernest. My God, what a, a as you say, an eviler man. There never has been a dumber man. There has yes. not been yeah. who who organizes the theft of his red vehicle yes. for the insurance money. Yes, the one red vehicle. The one red vehicle in town. Yes, right. Um. <laughs> but so all right so robert de niro like he he you know beats his his um nephew with a uh uh what do you call it paddle board. a paddleboard yeah. right in this kind of big illuminati room or, or freemason room, whatever <laughs> you want to call it right um but the part that stuck out to me was when they're both in prison yeah and then he hears the news of his uh, uh i guess grand niece mm-hmm. And her passing, yes. and he's been this manipulative fuck the entire movie, mm-hmm. and he just is, he he starts hosting this sermon in the prison mm-hmm. cell, mm-hmm. and it's like he I I fully believed to him he was being a nurturing oh, yeah. you know grand uncle yeah. figure in that moment. He, he disassociates himself so much. At, he's at a drop yeah. of a dime. The, yeah. I don't think he thinks he did anything wrong. No, like you, the, no. the meme of did nothing wrong. That's him in his head. The the, the one moment where he cracks from his facade is so telling when mm-hmm. he loses his first bit of control when that gentleman dies and he cannot collect the insurance money in his body and he's just like that is my body right like right. i am entitled to that money he's like what are you talking about yeah. i did the scheme in my i mean no not a scheme um th- look i cared for him very much and this right. is the money that i'm entitled for yeah. my bereavement yeah yeah uh no that's a great choice evil evil yeah evil. like i i like 
again, I saw like I saw the movie once, and yeah. the whole time I'm just like I was just taking in the evil of everything. Yeah, and I wasn't impressed. Yeah, at first, but as I was thinking about it, I realized, and I was watching a few clips of it. Yeah, the the, the breath of evil coming out of this man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. could not. Yeah. I could it, not. It, it, it. Okay, so just to to kind of shine a light ahead, uh, we are planning episode or episodes on Killers of the Flower Moon and, and Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Yeah. Um, uh, just to, to say on Killers of the Flower Moon, that's one of the things that I, when I when I did my write-up for it, it is just demonstrable evil yeah. of different capacities. So you've got like the hapless idiot yeah. who, you know, will will uh, say that he's doing things for love or whatever, but right. he's still an evil person. Yes. He's just ignorant and, and you know, uh, willfully Love ignorant. That money. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Literally yeah. chuckling to And then you got like the, the manipulative, you know, evil of of um you know Robert De Niro's character. Yeah, but then you got your your um Mr. Cancel Me. Yeah. Uh, or cancel me, whatever. Um and he being this person who is just like He's just in the system. He's just yeah, he's he's the system works for him. He has he a just, question for his lawyer. Yeah. Does it involve murder? Maybe, but you know, that's just how yeah. it goes. I gotta get my money. Yeah. Um and yeah, that movie is evil personified and it's so it's so fascinating to see Scorsese at this point in his career, who has showed us violence and evil in, in many forms, mm-hmm. and we have found it so entertaining and compelling. Yeah. And then when we see it in this fashion, it right. is upsetting. W- it's so upsetting because yeah. like we before we're just like no, give us more, give us more Henry Hill, give us yeah. more Aha, give us more Joe it. Pesci, you right. know. But now it's just like. Oh no! This this is making us feel squeamish. But it's the same thing. It's, it's the, the same, same visuals. Exactly, yeah. It's like the, the the same montages of shooting someone in the back of the head so right. that your gang can get ahead. Right. It's just but now no, we like don't play music in the background and you just have to deal with it. Yeah, but it's also that you know we th- there's this consciousness of this is oppression going on. Right. This is a group like before it was. Here is one gang taking out another gang, yeah. trying to get ahead. Maybe taking out the police. Nobody likes the police, right? right? So it's kind of finding empathy in criminality. Now it's the opposite. You know, when I, when I watched The Irishman, yeah, um, it was so untheatrical in its killings mm-hmm. that I was like, something feels off. Yeah, and I didn't really get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then in watching it presented again in the same way through the eyes of like these specific group of oppressors. Yeah. I was just like, okay, I see exactly where right. you're yeah. This, this yeah. makes perfect sense. Yep. All right. So that's the best supporting actor. That's our best supporting actor. <sighs> Half an hour in. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> got a couple to go. We got a couple to go. All right. Um, all right. Um, before we continue, um, I just want to highlight, Bam brought over um, some apple wine. Wine liqueur. A uh, wine liqueur. Mm-hmm. Fermented OTT apple. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very good. Yep. Um, it was very strong at first, but I feel like I'm getting used to it now. Sure. So I'm just going to top that up before we continue. But I want to share this libation as well. I feel like it will pair very nicely with it. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm very sleepy. Right. So. Have you had a busy week? <laughs> not as busy as yours, okay. um, but I've had a very busy week. Um, but this here is Trader Joe's Dark Chocolate Coffee Buzz. Mm. Uh, coffee Buzz Bars. Let's press that there. Uh. Confected from a blend of Colombian cocoa nibs okay. and coffee beans, okay. 70 milligrams of caffeine per bar. Is there a small bit of coke in it? <laughs> uh, they are made using a unique combination of uh, cocoa nibs, coffee beans, blended with sugar and natural vanilla flavor. There's a distinct yet mild coffee flavor. As I said, 70 milligrams of caffeine in each bar. So mm-hmm. my question is, right. do you want a whole bar 
Um, uh, yeah, I got a busy day. Let's you got a busy day? All right, there you go. I was going to do the half to see like how, how strong a half is, but you know, go hard. I got, I, I got things to do. Yeah, yeah, let's go hard. Um, but I think this will pair nicely with the apple. Mm-hmm. It will taste really nice. Uh, but she just, she just saw this and thought, oh, you know what? You like coffee. And the one, and the two, and the... Oh. Does it? Okay. What's the percentage on that? Uh, percentage. It doesn't say. It's a coffee for sure. Yeah, because it, it says it says seventy milligrams per bar, mm-hmm. right? But then, like, is this whole thing a bar? Because it's got four segments in it. I'm mm-hmm. assuming that's a whole. Anyway, it's good. Just like coffee. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. Oh wow! Oh, there's a coffee. There's a lot of coffee. Out. Yeah. And let's see. Does it pair well with? Actually, the flavors are mixed in. <laughs> Quiet. <laughs> Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good that's a good. Tr- oh, that's a good pairing. Yep. 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 yep All right. All right. I hope you enjoy chewing. Mm-hmm. I'm not cutting this out. Mouth noises. Mm. All right. Best support nitrous guy. Let's do it. Okay. Let's go. Me first. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Start us off. <coughs> um, speaking of um, you know, phenomenal performances for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get into probably the 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 most famous roll on on my on my list but it's uh number three i'm gonna go with my homegirl america ferrera mm, okay um delivering plain gloria uh she is she is the voice that calls out to barbie that sets off the plot in the first place so let me barbie's, just barbie's me... feelings of of trepidation oh, of, of death of death, death, I say. death yeah. let me just say mm-hmm. This is also my number three. Okay. Yeah. So let's, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Great. Um. Yeah. So she she has she has that difficult task where mm-hmm. you know um she's given this script and the script looks lovely and she's like okay I'm I'm you know number what six on the call sheet right but number one in our hearts and she has to deliver as as James Cameron described it. Um, fifty years of feminism condensed into a five-minute sentence, and she delivers it well. This is yeah. the pin-drop moment of the film, yeah. where she just says what it is to be a woman mm-hmm. in the modern world. It is literally impossible, as she says. It's literally impossible. And you know, we 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 did a whole barbie episode. This has been this 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 has been discussed on this podcast. Yeah, but I just want to bring it up that America Fair does. One of our most underutilized actresses. She was really incredible in this film, and she she's one of the ones I, I came away came away thinking of. I my 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 wife watched this, and it is we we see a lot of things because I just drag her to sure. things that she doesn't want to see. Sure. Um, but you know she wanted to see Barbie because of the hype around it. Yeah, yeah. she did not expect to, to be, come. Be so emotional. Yeah, n- n- well, just to come away from it feeling so validated in her feelings of her own existence mm-hmm. as a person mm-hmm. um and you know me you me and you have talked about how um we we did not appreciate the representation to to our um livelihood of right. explaining to a woman what the godfather is right. like right uh but but we'll take the hits yeah, yeah you know yeah we, we, it, it comes in the territory it's all, it's all fun and games I yeah suppose. it's like hey hey greta mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. reel it back a bit i told you what what fear i thought when i was like 
Okay, I know a podcast joke is coming up soon. Like yeah. It has to be there. Yeah. Didn't happen, though. They had the Snyder Cut joke, yeah. but we are not Snyder Bros, no, which no, is no. great for us. Um, but no, America Ferrera's speech is, is excellent. I also like throughout the movie just watching her liberation, mm-hmm. like to go from working in this this dowdy office, yeah. um, and then you know her her car chase, which is clearly just a commercial for the car. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But but like, chef has got to pay for this. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> but but like even her conversation with Barbie as they're going back to Barbie Land and her her like awakening her her inner child, mm-hmm. coming to terms with her relationship with her daughter. Like she's she has a lot to do in that oh, movie. Yeah. Um, and frankly, the movie does not work if she's not good. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, then after all of that, that great speech at the end, um, it's, yeah, it is a great performance. And the thing is, I was looking at several people for Best Supporting Actress yeah. from Barbie. Yeah. Kate McKinnon is great. Yeah. Like, she has a little bit in it, but yeah. she's, her role weird as Barbie, weird Barbie, Morpheus, Weird Barbie, <laughs> is, is, is excellent. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's a great choice. Yeah, that's why it's mine as well. All right, great. All right, number two. Yeah, no, it's, it's you. I'm, I'm yeah, because you started. Oh, okay. <laughs> this, this happened to be my number three as well. Pardon me, pardon yeah. me. Okay, great. Mm. All right, well, let's see. Um, I I did not realize this was her name during the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was upon looking up IMDb that I I saw that she portrays Mary Lamb. Okay, and uh, this is Devine Joy in the Holdovers. As my number two. Pick. Okay, now we're in a we're in a tight spot. Right. That's my number one. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. I'm. I, 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 okay. I. 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 It was her or or my number one. So yeah. I can do. I can switch. My number one. No, no, no. Keep your number one. Keep your number one. It's just I will talk about my number one now as okay. you talk about your number okay. two, which okay, is fine. fine. Okay. Fine. This happened last year as well. That's true. Oh, that's true. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Yes. All right. Great. Um. Yeah, Boy, they've been enjoy. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah, simpatico. Huh? It is. It is such a good. I hope that our number two and number one are the same. That would be great. That's funny. Um, no, but like, all right. So she's she's Paul Giamatti is there. Mm-hmm. Powerhouse, Crushing one of the greatest bro. actors of our generation. He is this like, um, just this enigmatic uh, um, professor of of young young men. Hoisy toist intellectual. And, and and yeah, very much so. Like lords it over everybody. It's yes. it is one thing is that he knows history. Yes. And uh he, he lives in a different world as Paul said. Right. And he has these these entitled ass rich kids yes. who feel they can just coast by, he's not study them book. New England pieces of shit. Right. <laughs> and and you know, he's doing great. And right. the kid in the movie as well, I forget his name, but he's going through a lot as yeah. well. Uh, Dominic Sessa. Right. Okay. That's his name? Dom- act, act his name. Dominic what? Cesar. Cesar. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. First acting role. He just... Really? Yeah. They, they, He's great. They just went into the town that they filmed. Yeah. And they just auditioned kids in the town. Mm-hmm. And he just showed up. He was like, yeah, sure. I'll try. Yeah. Well, if we had a category for best duo, mm-hmm. it would be, it would oh, yeah, be them. Yeah, yeah. They, they would be great. great yeah. But then she comes in. Mm-hmm. She is the, the lunch lady who has to stay behind with them at this school. Yes, yeah. And it's just them three in the in right. in in the on campus. Yeah, it, it, it's it's their movie. It's yeah, their, yeah. And and she, yeah, she is she is. So Paul Giamatti is playing the professor who has to stay at the boarding school to watch over to the watch kid. over the student. Right? right. It whittles down to one one kid. Right. But then the poor lunch lady also has to be there. Yeah. As they cook. This takes place in the seventies too. In the seventies, right. yeah. Black woman in Boston in the seventies. Yeah. You don't see it often in film. No, no, no. It, it is an interesting right. um, character. And she is going through two things. Her her husband passed away mm-hmm. shortly after the birth of her child, I believe it was. 
Didn't her son? Her her son passed away. Her son passed away as the movie starts. But oh oh, so way away. back. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Her husband mm-hmm. passed away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Her her husband died in Korean War. I mm-hmm. Yeah, and then her son. Her son recently passed. Recent, away. and her son was a student at the school. At the school, yeah. The teacher, the Paul Giamatti, taught him as well. Yes. There's a really funny scene where where he's talking so greatly about her son. He's right. like, "Oh, he was so bright. He came right. to class on time." Right. And and she's like, "Yeah, he thought you were an asshole." So, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, mm, well, yeah. "Well, like, I, well, I get that a lot." Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, there is a scene where they go to a Christmas party. Yeah. In this and. She decides to be like the DJ of the party. Right. She starts playing all these old records. Right. And she's playing this artist that this this like really nerdy stuck up. Oh, only only the whitest of the whites like mm-hmm. this artist. And she's saying how her son used to listen to this artist. Yeah. And she could not for the life of her understand why this young boy mm-hmm. wanted to listen to this like this this little hoity toity guy. Yeah. And just the sadness in her eyes mm-hmm. describing it. And it's like Maybe because it is Christmas time and this movie comes out at Christmas and it is bringing up the exact feelings <laughs> Listen, you tend to think up at Christmas. You talked about recency bias. Yeah. I put together my top 10 list. Holdovers made it to number seven. Yeah. And I I can't deny it it's may Chris- have just been because it's Christmas. Christmas if this movie was set like in, in like uh, spring break yeah. and they were stuck, probably wouldn't have hit as yeah, hard. No, no, no. But it's the holidays, there's yeah. snow in the air, the kid wanted to go skating. Right. It's like I'm, I'm in that... Yeah. I'm locked in that feeling already. This right. has hit for me. Yeah. It's both like I feel like it's like both Christmas and both like a COVID movie where mm. you're just stuck. You're just you're stuck. stuck. You, you, you can't go. And yeah. it's just hitting those two feelings. Yeah. So it's cathartic well. to see it yeah. portrayed. Uh, so I'll 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 get a little personal here. Um but so there's a scene that you're describing at the Christmas party where, you know, everybody's it's it's a time where so she's convinced him, you know, let the kid go to a Christmas party. Right. I know he's been a twerp, but he's also alone on Christmas, Christmas yeah. with you. Yeah. Um, so they go to this Christmas party and she has this emotional scene in the kitchen, in the kitchen. which I have not stopped thinking about since yeah, I saw it's, it. It's, it's my favorite. She's breaking down about, yeah. you know, her son passing um, and, and, you know, someone's trying to console her and she gets mm-hmm. very like, Upset, don't like, touch me. Yeah, don't make a scene while you know? she's making a scene. Right. Yeah. And, and like, then, sh- then the tears start to flow. She starts talking mm-hmm. about what she's feeling. Mm-hmm. And that is probably the most honest performance I've mm-hmm. seen this year mm-hmm. because when my grandfather passed, he shouldn't have had me drink. I might, I might, they might draw yeah, some man. tears from yeah, me. Um, when my grandfather passed, the Christmas after that, uh, they got my grandmother this really lovely bench. Mm-hmm. It's, it could sit in our garden. Mm-hmm. It looked like it was made from like tree branches with really nice varnish and everything. So she... I mean, from he passed, he, you know, she, she was clearly showing that yeah. it had hit her. Yeah. Uh, I remember the night after he passed, I stayed over at her house just because, you know, I didn't want her to be alone uh, in, in the empty house. Um, so he passed in, I think, like May. So it's now December. It's been a couple mm-hmm. of months since, mm-hmm. it, since it happened. So she's there Christmas morning and uh, we're at my uncle's house and they bring out the bench, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's a big thing. So it wasn't hidden under the tree. Mm-hmm. So they go out back and they bring it through and they're just like, here you go. And she's like, oh, this is nice and everything. And then the day goes on. Um, and then you start to look around and she's not there. She's not sitting mm-hmm. with us anymore. And you just hear the loudest bawling mm-hmm. that I've ever heard mm-hmm. come from her mm-hmm. or anyone. And it's like she's, she's hidden herself away. Yeah. Because I imagine... Just like 
trying to get yourself some space, collect yourself a little bit before you can rejoin the family. Yeah. And it's just the moment of her being alone, the the well just broke, broke open. open. Yeah. And, this is her time. Yeah. and when I saw that scene in, in the holdovers, yeah. I was yeah. like, that's that that's is it. the truth. That's, that's right there. And mm-hmm. she I don't know if she has children mm-hmm. or if she has any kind of like real, you know, uh, she's, she's drawn from something. It's something has to be there. I refuse to believe you can just pull that out. If you can, very, very talented. I respect that. But like, man, that yeah. that that scene is what pushed because before that point, it was just like, oh, this is sweet. This is a nice, yeah. you know. Um, coming of age film. Yeah. I've kind of seen this before with right. the with the grumpy old man and the young boy, and yeah. they, they they teach each other things about life. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a hard decision at the end about yeah. you know who has to stay where Perhaps, or whatever. Yeah. Maybe he adopts him. Who knows? But then that scene pushed the movie over for me, and and that's why she became my number one. So yeah, yeah. I mean, ah, God, yeah, Davinder, um, yeah, amazing. Yeah, I, I I as I described, it, I realized she should have been my number one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, sometimes it takes like someone talking about it a certain right, way to just right. be like yeah that hit yeah, yeah. yeah right. um what's your what's, what's your number two thing? all right so my number two since you know having to jump back from the um, emotional well mm-hmm. um so the film are you there god it's me margaret mm. um i had heard this title of the book it's a book title yeah, yeah. Since I was a kid, did not know what it was about. It was just one of those titles I knew, right? Yeah, good title. And then, yeah, very good title. Um, been parodied several times. I thought it was like a sarcastic thing from right. like an atheist or something. Because right. this was like 2005 or so when that was like, you know, mm-hmm. people like um, Christopher Hitchens would go around doing interviews. Was oh, Christopher and Hitchens atheist? <laughs> did you not know? <laughs> Has he never mentioned it? Oh. Oh. Um, but um, He's never brought up in conversation. <laughs> He probably says it like um, in the middle of saying his name. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm Christopher. I'm an atheist. Christians, yeah. um, no, but Rachel McAdams in Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. I did not know that this... M- oh, Rachel this McAdams turned into good performances. <laughs> oh, who knew? Um, I did not know that this book was about a young girl coming to terms with her womanhood okay. and, and anticipating her first period. Okay. Um, so Rachel McAdams being the mom of that girl. Right. This was such a meta performance for me to watch because... <laughs> Her daughter, um, who is played by, and 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 right after this, I wanna I wanna talk about um, just how great, like we've had it with child actors this year. Mm-hmm. It's been phenomenal. I have a few yeah. that I wanna shout out. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I have a special shout out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Abby Ryder Fortson, mm-hmm. who people might know as the first um, Cassie Lang from the first two <laughs> yes. Ant Man films. Yes. Um, she plays the main character Margaret. Rachel McAdams having to raise her mm-hmm. and seeing her daughter fall into a clique of mean girls. Yes. And Rachel McAdams, the original mean girl, yes. having to yes. raise his daughter. Yes. Um, it was a very meta performance for me to see. Um, but she is also, you know, as her daughter is going through this this um, journey of self-discovery, she has to you know, wrestle with now being a stay-at-home mom. She had a job uh, before they moved. They moved to this new town. And she's now going to be a stay-at-home mom. And, and at first, it's like, I'll be home all the time. Right. Um, she gets in with the PTA moms. And right. they're doing all sorts of stuff for like the bake sale or whatever. And then she realizes that that's just not for her. Yeah. And there's this great moment at the end where the head PTA mom says to her, Oh, um, could I sign you up to bake like 500 cupcakes? Yeah. And she's like, Oh, I, you know, I'd really love to. 
but I just don't want to. Mm-hmm. And then it's that moment of, mm-hmm. well done, you yeah. did it. Yeah. You yeah. you saved you've saved yourself yeah. from a life of misery yeah. and hating your husband yeah. um, for putting you in this position. Um, and also, like you know, th- there's a really emotional scene where she has to explain to her daughter why she doesn't know her grandparents, mm-hmm. um, and it's because. Uh, Rachel McAdams' parents are Christians and they did not like that she was marrying a Jewish man. Mm-hmm. And it is a very, like... It, it's always impressive to me to watch when a, a, an actor, like, stifles back tears. Because yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I can tell that they could have come at any moment, right. but they're just, like... Their character that That, that holding back, that lump in your throat mm-hmm, kind of thing, mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. does that well as well. And uh, as you said, Rachel McAdams is just great <laughs> in, in general. <laughs> Never bad that, Rachel. Yeah, so that, that's my number two. That's number two. All right, what is your number one number choice one. for right. Best Supporting Actress? Well, um, you know, this film might come up again. Uh-huh. But I, I'm very impressed when an actor is given, like, a handicap or a very difficult okay. one note to play. Okay. And if they happen to be able to play that one note so impressively. Mm-hmm. Um, this character, through... I'd say about 90% of her screen time is playing the character viciously drunk. <laughs> and she does it so well. She imbues so much emotion. Yeah. I felt for her. You wanted to drink with her, though. I wanted like, to drink with you her. You wanted to drink with her. Like, she gave me that nice um, snow dove feeling where you're like, ah, we should just. Like, like, huddle with you and just have a drink and try mm-hmm. to calm you down. Uh, even though maybe we shouldn't be giving you more drinks. Maybe But not. also, we do want to drink with you. It's and, a party. And also, like, you're, 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 the drunker you get, the more ominous I feel. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking of Cara Jade Myers mm-hmm. playing Nina in Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh! Yes. Oh, who you, who you I thought you were doing Emily Blunt in Oppenheimer. Oh, no, no, no. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a year for Drunk Woman, yeah, hasn't it? Drunk Woman, yeah, yeah. She's not always drunk. <laughs> no, but there's a point after, like... After, oh, yeah, yeah, the the in, third act, she's yeah. drunk all the time. Well, after, like, their, I think their first or second child, she's just, like... Yeah, plastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah. plastic. No, no, no. Uh, another, another fine, great drunk performance. You know, it's another, in recent years, a good uh, Drunk Woman performance is... Um, blanking on her name. Uh, Mary Jane, first Mary Jane. Um, Dunst? Yeah, Kirsten Dunst in The Power of the Dog, where okay. she's hiding liquor all over the house. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, so Cara Jane Myers. Um, she's playing Nina, mm-hmm. um, the, the 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 middle sister in in the in the in, in this Osage household. Yeah. Um, she. How can I explain it? She's. She's my number one because a she's she's playing like this one note like every mm-hmm. scene there and she's either belligerently drunk or she's angry and she has all this energy and but like in this movie full of like amazing amazing characters and performances yeah she comes in and she has to play at the most high energy right and she, she is carrying you can see the the evil men around her feeding her liquor to keep her like. Yeah. plastered mm-hmm. so they can like control the aspects of her finances but what and you see her you see her understanding that's what is happening but also powerless mm-hmm. to like fight against it like like if she if she stopped drinking they would like stop hanging out with her mm-hmm. and she both wants the attention 
and also realizes this is the only way to numb the pain mm-hmm. of what I see happening to my family. And uh, but she but she conveys all of that. Yeah. Very few lines of dialogue. Very few lines of dialogue. It's all body language. Yeah. It's all like her facial expressions, her expressions when, when she looks on someone. Someone speaks to her a certain way, yeah. and yeah, yeah. It's it's like she's she's playing like that. That I know I'm drunk. Don't try to embarrass me. Yeah, but also shut up about it. Right, like kind of mentality, and it's 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 very difficult. Before she's only like five scenes. It's a very difficult thing that she's doing, where she like she has to portray. Just the downfall mm-hmm. of of what is happening to her and how she's dealing with it. Yeah, and then finally, her scene, her death scene in the film, where it's it, it's that thing we we're discussing earlier. Where like Scorsese seems as he gets older, he seems to be brushing aside all the stylistic choices mm-hmm. and he's just presenting like no no this is it's the same thing i've always done mm-hmm. this is this is just what it is and her just silently what they they, they drag her to a river to kill her mm-hmm. and she's just like she's aware and, she's aware of what's yeah. happening she's fussing and complaining the entire way and then she sits down by the river and just like looks out by the river and just knows like yeah sure whatever like come on hurry up and kill it's just. It's like it's like the, this is was always the eventuality. This always goes Why do you think I drink so much? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I knew this is gonna happen, mm-hmm. and she just accepts it. And it's just like, like again, a film full of like great performances. This one was really stuck out to me. Yeah. And it's it's. <sighs> it's impactful when it, she it, leaves it's, the it, film. It's, it's a yeah. It's it, it's it's a performance I've been thinking about. Yeah. 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 I ca- I can't I can't deny that one at all. That is a great pick. Mm-hmm. Um. It's it's uh, it's it was hard this year because there's lots of ensemble really cast. It's a really good yeah. yeah. Um, that's why we had a whole category for ensembles. Shall we go to um? Yes, there is. Um, and I think mine will surprise you. Yeah. Uh, shall we go to best actor? Sure. All right. Um, I'll start it off. Yeah. Probably one of his best performances in a Wes Anderson film, and there are several. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jason Schwartzman in Asteroid City. Boy Schwartz. Yeah. Um, a complicated role to play because yeah. he is playing an actor. A widow, a widow. Uh, well, he's playing an actor, a w- actor playing a widow, yeah. playing a widow in a play, yes, and also playing an actor who misunderstands the play that he's in. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's good as both. Yeah, he's good as the guy who's just like, "Hey, what's going on here? Can All you explain right. this play to me?" And and you know that kind of fast talking thing. But then he's also like when he's explaining to his children yes. that their mother passed. Yes. With three weeks ago and they just didn't know about it there's a very specific moment where um i was very close to having these three kids as my best supporting actress like lump them into one oh right before i go to the best actor yeah let's talk about the child actors this year yeah so there's the the three little girls who who are like obsessed with um i'm a witch (laughs) witchcraft yeah um so they're they're great um it, to it, see three little girls taught down Tom Hanks in a scene, honestly, so like he's a legacy actor, and <laughs> yeah. you're you're gonna be here <laughs> dominating the screen from him. That's Woody, right? Um, Jude Hill is the little kid from The Haunting in Venice. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you saw that one, but he is he 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 he's just the best part of the entire movie. Right. He is the one that sells the suspense more than anybody. Mm-hmm. You're locked into his in- entire performance. Um, Madeline Yuna Voy- Voiles in mm. The Creator. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Mm, you're, you're stepping on one of my categories. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, she she as, like, the the savior of humanity savior of man, yeah. or the destroyer of it. Yep. Very, very hard thing to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I already mentioned Abby Ryder Fortson in, in, in um, Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with these kids yeah. later on in life, but I just felt several times going to the movies this year, I saw these phenomenal performances from very small people. Also, uh, in uh, Wonka, uh, yeah. I forget the girl's name, okay. but the girl who plays um, uh, uh, Noodle uh, in that movie, she's, she's incredible as well. Yeah. Um, well, my, like, if, if we were doing just, like, child acting, mm-hmm. like, categories, um, my number one would be Violet McGraw playing Katie in a little film called Megan. Mm-hmm. This year, that is yeah. That is uh, as a as uh, as an uncle. Yeah, seeing a child depict, how dare you take away my iPad? I'm right, going right. To freak out in this car. Yeah, one of the most accurate things. Yeah, I've ever seen of of like a specific child like behavior. Yeah. Um, Kayla Lane, by the way, is the name of the actress from Wonka. Yeah, uh, she's fourteen years old, right. and she has to portray, um, just the loss of her childhood and and you know being adopted by these nasty people who run this um criminal inn where okay. she has to work in servitude okay um but you know like she it's heartbreaking but also she's very very funny yeah. it, she has a phenomenal talent honestly mm-hmm. um, um well yeah well Martha megan as i show a piece of chocolate mm-hmm um as you talk about wonka, I talk about wonka. That, that's why you picked up the chocolate you sure. know i mentioned sure. wonka um yep. Um, Katie and Megan, mm-hmm. she has she has a bunch of scenes that stand out to me. One, there's a car scene where the the not not the not her mom but her adopted aunt or whatever mm-hmm. takes away Megan the doll after she has fully imprinted on this thing, and because you know the doll is you know freaking people out of it with all the dolls murder. Mm-hmm. She has this breakdown in the car where she likes where she like smacks her. Yeah, and you're just like. Yeah, that is a, a, a tumultuous child. And Alison Williams has, like, every right in the world to, like, slap by this Britney. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> but, to, like, you see her, like, realizing, like, oh, no, I'm the one who gave her this doll. This is, like, in fact, my fault. But previous to that, there is a scene where Megan is so funny because, mm-hmm. like, like it's, there, like, Alison Williams is, like, the head designer at this, like, mega toy company. Mm-hmm. And the, and in the span of like two weeks, I'm supposed to believe that her and her three friends are both R and D, engineering, manufacturing, and marketing. Yeah. W- while also pushing out this mass manufactured yeah. toy. And it's I'm a supposed, big, it's a huge, huge building. Co- it's a huge but, company. But everything happens in this one, one room, room yeah. with like loose wires everywhere. Yep. yep, yep. <laughs> I'm like, oh, these three people, that's right. their entire squad. And then and then the executive is going to be mad that they haven't Ronnie produced Chang, it. It's like, in, it's like, why do you think? Where's like, the hey, production two line? Weeks. Why is the doll ready? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, but um, there's this, there's a scene where they're doing like, they're showing, they're showing investors mm-hmm. that this doll can also be like a psychologist right. for the child. And like, if this company had an ethics department, they would be like, oh. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't give children this, but you know, keeping a real tight ship over there. Right. But just to see the girl interacting with this doll and like br- and like explaining to the doll what she's feeling about the loss of her parents, like it was such an incredible mm-hmm. scene. Just her 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 selling that she is talking to like uh, an, an AI doll, and then, mm-hmm. and, and and she's responding 
better to that doll than she would to an actual right. psychologist or yeah. another doll. Because she's grieving her parents in yeah. that movie. There's yeah. a whole lot she's going through. Yeah, yeah she's great. She, that uh, And yeah, I think we were spoiled this year. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen she, next she, year. She, we'll she was almost on, 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 my, on my best supporting. If, yeah. If not for the mirror of yeah, <laughs> yeah. performances. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're on best, best act. I was saying Jason Schwartzman, right? Um, yeah, just like ha- having to explain to his children that their their wife has passed and like right. the little like and, and stuttering. I was, like, I was thinking of like abandoning you guys, by the way, but like I'm, I'm over it. Right, right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's probably the most Wes Anderson movie ever made. Yeah. Um, because it's like no, I I I, I think um um hotel. <laughs> yeah, Grand Budapest. Okay, Grand Budapest, in, in, still, still. in the sense that it's like it's. It's a Wes Anderson movie about a Wes Anderson movie almost yes, in, yes. in Asteroid City. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of like a straight, if, if I want to show somebody, hey, what's Wes about? Yeah, Grand yeah. Budapest is what right. I'd show them. When the alien appears in that film. Bro. I like sat up like, okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> what's happening? Here? Because before it was just like, oh, they, they're having like, uh, you know, Boy Scouts in right. the desert. <laughs> and then <laughs> and Jeffrey Wright is doing a whole thing, you know? Jeffrey Wright has one of my favorite speeches in that film where he's like explaining. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. The, the part one, part, part two, part, part three. three. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, and then the alien shows up just staring at people, yeah. taking the rock I away. I, I was like watching it like, like two o'clock in the morning. Man, I You're drifting like, off and like, it's just like, okay, <laughs> all right, the lights are green. <laughs> There's an alien. All right, cool. Um, yeah, yeah and, then, and then him having his like, um, his, his conversations with, uh, Scarlett Johansson right. and uh, uh, Margot Robbie yeah. um, across the the windows. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, he, it, it, it's it's hard to to say that a Wes Anderson actor's performance is very emotionally involved because I feel like they're told to just have stoic face the entire mm-hmm. time, right? Mm-hmm. But he, the emotion cracked through in like his indecision about his character. Um, about how to treat the death of his own wife, right. his relationship with his father. There's that. There's that moment where he's calling Tom Hanks, and he's like, "You never liked me, did you?" Yeah. And Tom Hanks is stumbling over it. He's just mm-hmm. like, and he's explaining to Tom Hanks mm-hmm. what he thinks about himself mm-hmm. and having to talk about, you know, his father-in-law's opinion of of him being a disappointment, um, and just like kind of the frustration of the situation, the the kind of seething anger of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, he's been in several. Wes Anderson films. I think this was his best performance in any of them. And I think... I need Jeff Wright and Tom Hanks to be in every Wes Anderson movie from here on out. Kind of. I didn't know that I wanted Tom Hanks yeah. in Wes Anderson until I saw him so in this. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, in a, in a year where this man played probably the villain of the year in the spot. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, forget about that, don't you? <laughs> that's, that's back in June. Right. Yeah, that's mine. See, all right. So um, my number three... Um, this is probably the category I'm most excited about, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, this gentleman, he has been, um, he's had a fascinating career. Mm-hmm. He had a, a real turn in recent years where he seems to be, like, gunning for his Oscar. I love this game that you play where, like, you're, you're like, who is that Pokemon with, that with Pokemon? your description of yeah, the actor? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I think I know who it I, is. I, I, I try to reel, reel the listeners. I'm, I'm reeled in, man. Right. Um, I'm into it. You know, he's been, he's, he's been, he's been, having a sudden career turn he mm-hmm. recently switched to directing mm-hmm. and he's you know really attempting and gone in for that acclaim even though he's a respected actor uh-huh. he's really gone for it um so he has a recent movie out on netflix which i assume will be will be um you know in the run-ins for the all the awards and such and it, it, it's more or less 
old hat that this is already going to happen. Yeah. But um, but, for me, mm -hmm. I haven't really been thinking about that. What really struck me as his performance of the year was when he played a gentleman by the name of Rocket Raccoon in Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> I'm speaking of Bradley Cooper as my number three pick. Mm. Rocket Raccoon. But not for, not for Leonard Bernstein. Not for Leonard Bernstein. For un Rocket un Raccoon. Unimportant to me right now. The farm to play a, 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 a closeted composer. Yeah. Old hat, my boy. Mm -hmm. What you're playing is a raccoon mm -hmm. who has been turned into a cyborg mm -hmm. who is dealing with the death of all of his friends in prison. Mm -hmm. That is recovering from torture. Recovering from torture. Dealing with PTSD. With PTSD. Mm -hmm. And also playing that character simultaneously as a child. Mm hmm. Far more impressive, my boy. Like this is like when when we walked into Guardians of the Galaxy, and we're just like, oh, you know what? We did not expect this much animal torture mm -hmm. to be the crux of it. And boy, oh boy, was that movie about animal torture? I mean, the movie opens with like the Surgery. hand yes. going over, like, and you see Baby Rocket's face, yeah. and you fall in love with Baby Rocket yeah. immediately. Yeah. You already loved Rocket before. Yeah, he was like, like, you know, I'm a baby now. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, it, like, it's just, it, it's just these little scenes. Of cutting back to his childhood, and and he is playing this this little baby raccoon, mm -hmm. and just the the torture that he endures, you understand him as he grows up to be this angry little thing. Yep, like it is all this immense shield he has put up under this. Ugh, he, 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 he he was literally a lab rat. He yep. was an experimental thing. And what if you anthropomorphized and and found intelligence in a lab rat and then had to deal with what we do to these poor animals for yep. testing afterwards? Yep. Um it's it's a very impressive performance. It is really it's it's really like something I've been like thinking about like all year. Yeah. And I'm 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 not just doing this as 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 a joke against Bradley Cooper. No, I do think no, no, no. This yeah. was like yeah. one of the best performances he's given. No, I said because because I was I I put together my top ten list and I said to um my wife, isn't it so hilarious that Bradley Cooper goes out on a limb and he plays this incredible you know performance of um famous this, this famous composer. He he! It's so involved. It takes years of practice. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, he's directing the movie as well. He's also co-writing the film, and it's just His like name this, is several times on the poster. Several times on the poster, and 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 you know, he had go through prosthetics right. on his face, right. and it's such an involved like thing to to kind of warrant yeah. like end of the year acclaim. Right. But on my top ten was not my strong. Unimportant. It was Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> Volume Three. Yeah, because. <laughs> Honestly, bro, like to see to, to to see Rocket being the main character finally, yeah. even though like he kind of was yeah. throughout the trilogy. No, he gets a big arc in all the films. But yeah, this he is does. Really, like his yeah, movie and you, you, and he's he's not in it as much. Like right. like he he kind of gets relegated because he gets taken out. Um, he's he's on life support. Yeah, and. You know the 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 whole movie is about saving his life. You mm -hmm. see flashbacks of him, mm -hmm. um, but they're kind of sparing. And then when he gets to his his final moment of of accepting everything that happened to him, um, and you know like coming to terms that this is his new family, and then yeah. when that family gets taken away, but he's he's self reliant at that point. He doesn't really need mm -hmm. people. 
you know, anymore. Um, but he he he's recognized like his strength comes from uh, uh, the people that surrounds him. So it's it's such an involved performance. performance it's really elaborate. You know? It's really doing all It's really elaborate and it's 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 a raccoon. It's <laughs> like a raccoon for God's sake. Ra- <laughs> yeah, that's that's an excellent choice. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, uh, very close. Uh, a, a very close number. F- as I said, the best supporting is often one of the most difficult things. Mm-hmm. But again, let's shout out um, Chukawudu uh, Iwuji playing the High Evolutionary. Oh man, in that film. If we had villain of the year, that oh, would be. I mean, oh, God, we should put that on. Mm, yeah. yeah, that's that's my boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'll go into my number two then, and it's mm-hmm. very, it's very, very funny that you're saying this. Okay. But Bradley Cooper from Maestro is my really? number two. Really. Really. <laughs> Um, it's interesting. It is. I'm glad you mentioned Rocket because that is a great performance. Yeah. But um, uh, I I am a sucker mm-hmm. for Pros- nose prosthetics. No, not that. <laughs> not problematic nose prosthetics, though. Yes. Then I'm in. Yes. Um, I'm a sucker for naturalistic dialogue. Okay. That's why I like the the the, the first Rocky so much. Mm-hmm. Like when they're walking and talking down yeah. the street, and Sylvester Stallone just feels like they're oh yeah. Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like it's not Aaron Sorkin is like as dialogue should be, or as as it could be yeah. if people spoke perfectly. But was intelligent on tempo <laughs> yes. all the time. Yes. But I'm talking like the little errors that you have yeah. that you talk yeah, over yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know that is present in Maestro throughout because most of the movie is conversations between him and his wife, uh, played by Carrie Mulligan. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just like I haven't stopped thinking about him being that person mm-hmm. uh, as he was throughout that entire movie. Um, it 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 really was like okay. You clearly have done the work, and you want to be recognized for this. Mm-hmm. But the work is showing, yeah. right? You're, I'm not seeing Bradley Cooper, who I know from The Hangover, who I know like you're a big movie yeah. star. But after a certain point, Bradley Cooper doesn't exist anymore. I'm he's looking at scary. I'm looking at Leonard Bernstein, especially as he gets older, yeah. and you and you see his performance change from when he was a younger man, and he's more like vivacious he's and everything right, yeah. later on in life. Also showing like the being able to depict depression yeah. um is is very difficult in the sense that most times when you see it in a movie it's like you know low, so energy, yeah. low energy really really sad yeah, yeah. this was more like the, the personality kind of changed and it's like you see the effect more on the people that they're with mm-hmm, than the mm-hmm. person themselves mm-hmm. um so as much as it 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 it's probably the most oscar bait movie of the year a thousand percent it's yeah. like okay iconic figure Partially in black and white, mm-hmm. um, nose prosthetics, right. um, directed by the same person who played him in the movie. Like it's, I, it's. I learned to orchestrate for five. I years learned to orchestrate. Yeah, the orchestration scenes are fucking amazing, though. <laughs> we'll see. How worried do you think he was when he saw Tar? I I would say considerably. Yeah. You know, because it's not it's not nobody playing yeah. Tar. Could it? Could it? They like popped out Tar in like a year, and yeah. I think it was like I spent six years learning how to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He was probably on the phone with with Kate Blanchett, like, "Look, can you just hold off? Just two, just two years, <laughs> all right? Look, hey, we were both in Marvel. To, she was in Marvel. Who, who she played Hella, right? Hella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're both Marvel Bros. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's my number two. That's number two. Yeah, that's great. Uh, my, my number two. Um, speaking of Guardians, actually, didn't realize. Um, yeah, Dave Bautista. In I there. got my boy Dave Bautista. Yeah, playing Leonard in Knock at the Cabin. This is my boy. F- phenomenal. Good choice. This is 
phenomenal. Yeah. This is like I was looking through my movies of this year and I saw a Knock at the Cabin. Like I, I wish I could squeeze this in somewhere. Right, right. right. But yeah, um, yeah. So he's like, Dave Bautista, like he has consciously chosen. We roles. need to do a whole Dave Bautista episode. Oh, sure. We talk about him way too much. Yeah. We we he has consciously chosen like fascinating, not necessarily aggro dudes to play yeah right like when you look at him you're like aha you should be henchman number one right you should be big dude like and then when you see him he did play henchman number one in the james bond movie that's true yeah the, the number one the and you would think that would have been the height of his career yeah but it wasn't that was just no. the beginning no 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 yeah so um that was spectre. last year uh playing an andrew tate like gentleman in glass house in mm-hmm. glass onion to this year playing the complete opposite yeah just you uh, work with uh uh what's his ryan name johnson. ryan johnson yeah you work with Sha- uh, um, m night Shyamalan. Shyamalan, yeah. you work with uh uh what's his name from dune uh yeah like you you're just racking up these yeah. people james gunn, james gunn. <laughs> james gunn you know like yeah. you're has he been in a nolan film yet uh he should be get him on a nolan film um yeah um Oh wait, the guy who directed Spectre is quite good, also. Um, oh, Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just worked with so many great people, yeah, and they he, give him great things yeah, to do. Yeah, he's he's really racking up a, a fantastic um, and we. But this is um, I guess other than Army of the Dead, if we're counting Zack Snyder as an author, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this is this is his <laughs> his I, I believe his first lead role in a film. Yeah. Um. He's playing Leonard. Mm-hmm. This is a gentleman who is besieged by visions of an apocalypse. Yep. And he is then intertwined with four other people who also saw similar visions. They meet up in a chat room. They all they all met yeah, they they're all plagued by these visions and they all met up and realize that they're all having the same conscious hallucination. Mm-hmm. It's plaguing them and the apocalypse is happening. And there's only one way to fix the apocalypse. Yep. To go to this cabin that contains this family and convince the family that they have to, the, the family themselves have to kill a member of the family right. to prevent the apocalypse. And one of the two dads yes. or their daughter. Or their little daughter. Yeah. It's not going to be the daughter. It's not going to be the daughter. We know that from the right. beginning. Yeah. So... It is a man who he, he his his physical imposition is so frightening, and you are so worried. But he does not use that yeah. in service yeah. of his character. He is actually well, except when he needs to break into the cabin. Well, yes, yes, yes. But that's just you know yes. part of the job. no. But when he enters, he does not use his physical imposition. No, to yeah. threaten them. He's a gentle giant. He's a gentle giant. Yeah, he is in immense empathy, mm-hmm. trying desperately. To convince this family to do the worst thing a person could have could ever ask yeah. a family to do. Yeah. And he is doing his best to just tell these people, like, I know you think we're crazy. He's a teacher. He's obviously, a school teacher. Obviously, yeah. this is crazy. But we are we we swear to God, there's we 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 all as a community wish we didn't have to be there. Yeah. But we just know inherently there is no other way. Yeah. Yeah. Like this fourth thing happening to, 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 to this thing happening to all of us cannot be a consensus. It, it this just simply has to be like divine calling. Yeah. And he has to convince this poor family. It, it is it is a brilliant way Incredible. he's introduced where it's him He walks up to the girl. He's yeah. walking up to the little girl and she's playing in the garden 
and they're just having a regular right. conversation right. about you know friends and and, and like the the camera gets closer and closer to both yeah. and their as faces. you see it the, it the camera glows on his face you see this like weariness in his eyes as he realizes yeah as like he knows what he has to do but it's when he's staring at the little girl you see him becoming sadder and sadder yeah. as you're realizing. Because they've talked about this for months, but it's like it's different to talk about it. You know, talk about convincing a family to kill one of you know the members. Yeah, uh, uh, and then to actually do it is a whole different thing. Okay. But no, he's he's great in that. Yeah, yeah. love love me some um, Batista. Batista. <laughs> All right, so number one choice. Yep, yep. And um, I kind of knew because I saw this performance in clips before I saw the actual movie, okay. and I remember seeing it and thinking in the clips. I, you know, this is a, you're, you're doing something I've seen you do before. Yes. Um, now, seeing you do it in a major motion picture, I think that sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be enough to elevate it for me. Okay. But Glenn Howerton, <laughs> taking his, his rage-fueled method of acting yes. from It's Always Funny in Philadelphia yes. and transplanting it to Blackberry... Yes. Where he plays this, you know, I know everything, um, and anybody who says otherwise is a fucking moron. A, a, a Dennis type. A Dennis type mm-hmm. mentality, and and that 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 businessman type in BlackBerry. My God, I like glued to the screen the entire time he was on. Mm-hmm. Never has there been a more impressive bald man in history. Okay. Um, and I just thought, like. When the movie ended, I wanted like they they jump around in time, mm-hmm. so there's like twenty years worth of of BlackBerry history that they yeah. they go through, and I'm like, nah, show me some more. Mm-hmm. Like there's more you could have showed mm-hmm. me of him yelling at yeah, subordinates yeah. and give me more, baby. yeah, give me more of that. Um, he there's a there's a point near the end where this is 2007. Mm-hmm. iPhone is about to be announced. BlackBerry's on top of their game. Right. They've been on top. Great, Everything's going great. This is this is the um. Close to the third act of the Scorsese film, okay. where they're riding high, right. and he has this. Hey, what's that helicopter in this guy? <laughs> <laughs> well, he has this this intent to uh, purchase a, 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 a hockey team, yeah. and uh, in America, and move them over to Canada without okay. telling the team that that's what he's going to do. It's okay. very complicated what okay. he's doing. Okay. At the same time, he has to be, uh, he has to be in two places at once, essentially, mm-hmm. and he has a private plane. Right. And the pilot is telling him this is not possible. Right. But this man, he wills it well, to be. And he, 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 there's this point where he, you know, someone is explaining to him the, the odds of this being possible. And at this point, it's been 20 years of BlackBerry success where he left his old job. Um, he was fired for being too bullish. And then he comes to BlackBerry turns it into a, a, a you know a sensation overnight because mm-hmm. before they were just a bunch of nerds didn't know anything about walking into a room and being impressive um he gets him through the door he convinces himself that he is the golden god right and and he just says i'm gonna do it all he doesn't mm-hmm. but but i believe that he could yeah uh very involved and and convincing performance and I'm a big fan of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. so that definitely played into it because I like seeing that man yell. Yeah. I can't I can't deny it. So 
You know, I'm sorry you spent 50 years conducting Bradley Cooper, but <laughs> Glenn, Glenn Howelton <laughs> did it turns for Turns out a ball cap. His, his ball cap and his shtick from 14 years of It's Always Sunny <laughs> still works. He's been method acting longer than you, bro. Yeah, he has. <laughs> like, when that vein pops in his head, I'm just like, I don't want to be in a room with you. Yeah. You're scary. All right. Yeah. Um. Uh, this movie came to me, from another moment, this movie came to me very um uh, serendipitously, let's say. Uh-huh. Um, I, I went to a, a movie day with my friends. Nice. We had all gathered. Best day. To watch three classic um, Chinese dramas. Uh-huh. We were going to watch In the Mood for Love. Okay. Um, Chongqing Express and Fallen Angels, right? That was the plan for the day. They had all been downloaded. We'd all like sat out there. We were like, oh, already. We turned on In the Mood for Love. Uh, sorry, we turned on Chongqing Express because we were going... We were going um, uh, sequentially, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, yeah. So we'll turn on uh, Chunking Express, and lo and behold, the subtitles were not matching up. Yeah, you can't and do that. And we're like, uh, yeah, okay, let's go do a file. Mm-hmm. And we sat there for like forty minutes, trying desperately, mm-hmm. could not get a subtitle file. Right? So we're like, ah, oh, fuck, like mm-hmm. ruined the day. Right? We can't. Like we we need to watch these movies like 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 sequentially in a row. Right? How else are we gonna do it? Oh well, I guess we'll just watch something else. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, boys, afraid. I heard that's weird. Oh man, let's watch that. Yeah, I one that I didn't see. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, um, this is one. Uh, this is going into um the movie my name subcategory of do not watch this with your wife. It'll be grounds for divorce. <laughs> um, she 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 would be in every right to divorce you if you ever if you ever made her watch this. Um, this is a three-hour film uh-huh. starring one Joaquin Phoenix, and it was kind of the perfect way to watch it because we're all we're all a little bit a little bit drunk, a little bit gone, a little bit gone. Mm-hmm. We're all very relaxed on our couch, and the movie starts at a ten, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, okay. Well, are we gonna let up at something? No, nope, no, 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 no. It's it becomes like immediately one of the most stressful things you've ever seen, mm-hmm. and then it keeps on being stressful. Mm-hmm. And in lieu of the stress stopping, it becomes weird and weirder and weirder. And you are seeing Joaquin Phoenix playing as a middle-aged man. He is going through an immense bout of mental illness. He is constantly sedated and drugged. Um he's very how do you say this? Um put upon by his mother. Right. And 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 and, and his mother his mother's con- control of his of his personal life. Um and what what's what basically happens is if I mess up the first 30 minutes of this movie, um his mother's having a big event. And she invites him over. So now he needs to get on a plane from his apartment to over to, to get to his mother's. He lives in a very bad neighborhood. Mm-hmm. A neighborhood be stricken by uh, violent drug addicts. He needs to get something from across the store. And he has to like run from across the store over to like, the convenience store and then run back into his apartment. But he like left his key, and so he has to like leave the door open 
mm-hmm. in leaving the door open, a crackhead runs into his house. <laughs> <laughs> and then the crackhead invites a bunch of other crackheads. Right. And they start fucking up his apartment. Mm-hmm. Right? And then, so of course, um, this detains him and he misses his flight mm-hmm. and basically starts worrying. And then they take his drugs and then he starts freaking out more. And then he gets a call mm-hmm. saying like, hey, your mother passed away. Mm. You missed it. You should. Have, you need to get her right now for the funeral. Mm-hmm. As per as per like uh, Jewish ru- rules or whatever. Jewish not, rules. Yeah, we're, 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 we're not going to bury her without you here, right? So you need to get her. So now the movie is him trying to get to his mother's house. Mm-hmm. But it becomes... A Lord of the Rings like Odyssey. Yeah, because I saw. To get. I know that uh, from, from the, the trailer, apartment, yes. like it, it, it feels almost like Alice in Wonderland kind there of fantasy. A Fifty-minute section mm-hmm. where it becomes like one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen, but that fifty-minute chunk is surrounded by two hours and forty-five minutes of one of the most stressful experiences okay. I've ever seen. When did you watch this? Um. Uh, let's say September, August. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so s- kind of soon after it had initially released. It came out in like February, March, and I believe it was at Palace for like a day. Yeah. And they pulled I think it, so. and I I'm actually very upset I didn't watch it. Yeah. That day, but also, I I may have watched it in the best particular setting with my friends mm-hmm. there is um so we watched about five people and my friend kept on asking the same question let's say every 10 minutes and i responded back the same way every 10 minutes his question was wait 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 hold, hold, hold on so why does and then i had to turn to him and, and I, I just said i said this about 30 times during the entire time i'm mm-hmm. watching the same movie as you None of us know what's going on, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was just like, "Stop asking questions." Yeah. as if the information presented is any clearer. Yeah, <laughs> than we didn't get the guidebook. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Um, this is a divisive movie, though. It is an extremely divisive movie. Yeah. Um, speaking of Martin Scorsese, mm-hmm. he um, this is an Ari Aster film, the same guy who did um, Hereditary and Midsommar. Mm-hmm. Um, th- they are quaint in comparison. To what happened? That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> in, in, in this movie, because I, I still, I know it's a sin, but I still have not seen it somewhere. Okay, I watched Hereditary um last year yeah. or no this year, and uh no, that movie ain't quaint. That that movie's stressful. In comparison to what happens in Boys of Fred, I assure Damn. you, okay, he set out to make a dark odyssey mm-hmm. of just weirdness, and he fully completed it it's gonna be a movie where you're like upset at it mm. but i don't think you're ever gonna stop thinking about it right at the right same right time. yeah um martin scorsese when they screened it for the first time martin scorsese was 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 like the guest host and interviewed ariasta and he mm-hmm. gave him like if if martin scorsese told me this i'd be like fuck you niggas y'all can't tell me shit yeah, yeah I'm, done. I'm done this is it Martin Scorsese is at the end of the filming, like before the Q, like the rest of the Q and A started. Mm-hmm. He turns to Ari and he goes, "You know, 
I was at the screening mm-hmm. when The Shining came out. Mm-hmm. I sat there with Stanley. Like, I sat there and watched Stanley Kubrick's film. And let me tell you something. Many people did not like that movie. Many people were very upset that I watched that movie. But you know what? 30 years later, we can't stop talking about it. And this is what this film is. And he shakes his hand. And he says, like, I'm very proud that you made this movie. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly it. That's nice. Um, I'm talking around Joaquin's, his, Joaquin's my number one. Mm-hmm. I'm talking around because it's very difficult. I want you to watch it. Yeah, it's very difficult to explain what he does. Yeah. But he is A, afraid. Yes. <laughs> B, very confused. Mm-hmm. He's a full audience surrogate as the world gets darker and more fucked up around him. Mm-hmm. There is the question of, oh, is this his mental breakdown? Mm-hmm. Or is he just entering places that actually happen to have like confused people? And then as the movie goes along, you're like, oh, I see what's going on. And I see what you are actually dealing with. Right. And uh, there's a, the, the, the fantasy sequence that you saw from the trailer, the color yeah, of the yeah. fantasy, mm-hmm. it, it lasts about 15 minutes. I think it's, one of the most beautiful things like mm-hmm. on, on put the screen this year and it is basically him walking through a fantasy world and he lives a whole life right it's like little fantasy world and it ends with him meeting up with his sons mm-hmm. in like a, 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 an alternate future mm-hmm. after being separated for many years and in full-on old person makeup he sells perfectly i have not seen my children for 30 years damn and i am i am hugging them for the first time that's yeah yeah it's 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 really incredible what he's doing yeah i was really worried you're gonna come with napoleon um no we did have a good time with those horses yeah no we did we had a good time with napoleon but, i would but i but it's not on my top 10 yeah like it's a weird performance mm-hmm. in, in that he's a weird you think dude it's so great because you have boats that- I mean, that's my line. That's reading. a great that's line, my line read. reading of the year. It's great. <laughs> but, it's it's but, it, it's yeah. it's. I I don't think it's a bad performance. Yeah. I would love to like. I would love to gather people. Yeah. And we drink some French wine. Yeah. And we just watch that movie because it's just it's it's. If we had a category for unintentional comedy of the oh, year, yes, yes. Napoleon. I like my meals. I like my I li- meals. I like I like my meals. meals. Him like fucking kicking his feet like a horse because he's horny because he's horny <laughs> and then and then the the other attendants leave the room like, because ah, fuck is yeah like ah tuesdays yeah um yeah okay no i i boy is afraid is obviously on my list yeah you know there's only it's some, on amazon right now folks you can crank yeah. that thing open and i assure you free up your day because that's all you'll be well doing. there's only so many three-hour movies you can do in one season yeah. but uh, i will i will get around to it i okay. promise again Mm-hmm. Under no circumstances should Britney even see you watching no, it. No, no, no. That's because fine. she will get very upset. In <laughs> fact, you know what? That makes it easier for me to watch. I don't have to think about, hey, when are you free for three hours mm-hmm. to watch a movie? Do, do not, do not, yeah. do not even make her glance at that movie. Trust me. All right, let's get to best actress. Sure. Um, I'd like to start off if you don't mind, please. Um, I'd heard about this franchise a lot mm-hmm. throughout the years. I love the director who originated the franchise, but I'd never actually gone back to watch it until we did our episode. Okay. And I, you know, took in those films and they're very entertaining. Uh, this movie, I think I have to give this actress credit because the whole thing is predicated. All the posters are about her. Mm-hmm. The trailers are all about her. I'm talking L- about, Lydia Tarr. I'm talking about Evil Dead Rise. Ooh. Alyssa Sutherland. Mm. 
mm. as as Ellie, mm. the mom in the film. Mm. First, the Damon, we're, 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 we're very close. Oh man. yeah, this, this is my number four. Uh, she in the initial stages of the film is single mom. Yeah, she's a tattoo artist. Yep. They're all having to move because mm-hmm. she did with a waste man. Yeah. Um. And, you know, she p- plays a single mom thing very well. She's just like, oh, I wish I could give my kids a better life. Right, right. But, you know, I just circumstances. But hopefully one day they'll understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she gets possessed by a demon. <laughs> and after <laughs> that point, do, do. boy, does she deliver. Yeah. Like, mommy's with the maggots now. Mm-hmm. Never leaving my mind. No, no. Um, the, the, the way that she is outside the door trying to get her Crawling, kids to, yeah. to open up and, and like, scaling manipulating the them. Scaling the, the wall. Like horror takes a lot out of a person yeah. to to not, not not just to watch as an audience member but just as the performers yeah. to be this monstrous yeah, figure yeah, yeah. and also being strung up in elevators yeah was, oh boy was, yeah, yeah yeah when she's first being possessed mm-hmm. and everything yeah, little, yeah yeah um not gonna lie she also might have unlocked a few things for me that everybody I, I, came out a little horny a little bit planned to a be. little bit more than they planned to be because a little Sutherland she's she's an attractive woman mm-hmm. but let you know we can't deny that she she got a smidge more attractive after the possession happened. Right, we all right. kind of like the, right. the, 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 right. the scary look in our eyes. We, 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 we all became the wood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> might have risked it. You know, might have might, might risked have risked, for the biscuit. Yeah, might have risked being, you know, mauled right. and, and maimed by, right. by the demonic figure. Right. Um, but yeah, I just like that literally the movie does not work without her. Mm-hmm. She, she mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 you know, to be the, the maternal figure in the, in the beginning and then to have the kids have to wrestle with the fact that, oh, wait, this is mom. Yeah. The monster is our mother. Yeah, um, yeah I, I really liked her performance in it. And also, like, her sister in the movie plays a big part in it, um, you know, where her sister has been the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, she's using that. Like, all the stuff that she hurls against them, mm-hmm. they set up the movie really well where they give you just enough time to get the family dynamic. Mm-hmm. And then when the demon starts spewing all the shit yep, to, yep, to yep. you know, manipulate them and to, to talk down to them. Um, yeah, I thought she was great. Uh yeah, that's my number three. Number three. Mm-hmm. All right, congrats. Um, you 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 you, you had casually mentioned this before, and I but um, my number three, Madeline Univoyles as Alfie. Really, the creator. Oh, nice. This is like I am very. I appreciate that with this little this little child. Yeah. Um, she's playing. You know. AI incarnate, yeah. Essentially, like she, y- y- you see this little kid. She, it's it's it's. I'd say it's her movie. It's it's her. It lesson. is, yeah. Um, John David Washington, like he's he's teaching this child the the lessons. He is the supporting character for yeah. this child, mm-hmm. really, as as she learns the importance of humanity and also like very abstract concepts like heaven. Yes. Uh, and, and like morality and humanity, mm-hmm, and like yeah. coming to and like you know, it, it's and seeing that child's interpretation of it. Yeah. All right, I'll just say it AI, the movie AI with um, Haley Joel Osment yeah. never really hit for me right. emotionally. Yeah. Didn't really like, I didn't, I didn't. I like the scenes when Little Brother is cussing him off, or like, why is this toy here? Yeah, there's <laughs> that, but that, yeah. I, I also like the scenes with Jude Law being like, I'm a sex man, sexy, I like sex, sexy I'm, I'm, sexy, I'm sexy robot man, yeah. and that's fun, but like that. I feel like this movie gave me what AI was trying mm-hmm. to give me with that 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 sense of identity crisis with an AI child. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, because this 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 like she in the movie she was raised by a mom. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, dad was never there. 
uh, and now she has this kind of like father-son dynamic with John David Washington mm-hmm. because, you know, he's not technically her dad, but basically is. Um, and they have this whole Last of Us journey and she's, she's great. Yeah. Like the scene where she's stopping the, the um, essentially the, the suicide bomber robot yeah, yes. and it kind of stops the whole movie. Yeah. Um, I I mean, like, I was, very, I was very impressed with her performance. What what got me is when they're on the space station. Yeah. And she realizes yeah. that John is about to pass. Yeah, he's doing a sacrifice. He's play. doing a sacrifice. Just the the, the screams mm-hmm. of her really like, oh, this is, yeah. this is where the movie is. But then right finally. after that, when she crash lands, yes. and she has this kind of like confusion but then like smile like elation yeah, yeah. after seeing everybody who is is happy that the big Thing the happened. death star has been destroyed right. yeah america's finally been defeated right yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's a great that's a great choice yeah. i really like that choice yeah, great. yeah um number i see number two my guy. number two number two number two uh back to maestro carrie mulligan okay. um to to it is one thing to be a genius and to you know provide something to the world with your genius yes. in in music um it is another thing to have to be in that genius's orbit all the time yes and to deal with him and his fucking melodrama sure um she has to deal with not only his um you know his ego but also his his philandering his his constant need for uh affection yeah. validation he is constantly seeking this from uh you know affairs that he's in um and she also has to raise children at the same time um and just what i was talking about earlier they're they're very i was gonna say let's finish it off um they're very pouring a drink ladies and gentlemen yeah they're they're very naturalistic scenes um really hit for me because it was like uh i've had these conversations with my own wife Mm -hmm. and and like it's a it's a it's almost like a combat in a way mm-hmm. the way that they're talking to each because when they first start you know when they first meet each other they they're falling in love mm-hmm. they find each other so charming mm-hmm. and then later on you know it doesn't it doesn't hit the same they get into fights and the yeah. fights were very realistic um and there's i haven't like the the, the you've seen fences you know that scene mm-hmm. with viola davis mm-hmm. and she's talking about how this is after Denzel Washington's character has passed away. Mm. She's talking to her son and she's like, you know, when he would step into the room, he was so big, like he filled up the whole space. And she has like a monologue that is akin to saying the same thing in this movie. Yeah. And it it's like, she can't help the fact that she does love this person, mm-hmm. despite the fact that she has so much pain. And then after that point, this character has a cancer diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And then she has to go through the, the, difficulties of you know you're sick people want to come visit you but they have this look of pity on their face you want to be treated as normal but at the same time like you're not because you don't have your full facilities your children are are trying to get you to you know just rest but you're resistant to it it's 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 a very it's it's a very emotional performance by the very end and i just empathize with her so much yeah. Bradley Cooper definitely got me to think yeah depression sucks right. and and you're clearly going through it but her she was the person who I was just like 
you're going through it, you don't get the adoration. Yeah. And I was so happy that they went this route with the film because I felt like without that, I don't know if this person would have gotten that level of recognition. Yeah, yeah. Like this movie could have been all about Leonard, Leonard Bernstein, all his accomplishments and been like, what a great guy. Right. This, this was a much more honest way to do it and I appreciated her bringing that to the forefront. Um, so go away. <laughs> oh, our um, our our soundboard is confirmed. My my cousin Yay. just confirmed it. Yeah. Big all right. Yeah, big 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 moves, big news. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. You number one. My num- no, my number two. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Oh yes, yes. I started. Didn't yeah. I? Okay. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. My number two. It's a very surprising performance for me. It's by a girl named Priya Kansara. Okay. And she's playing Rhea. In polite society. Mm. You see polite society? I have not. I saw you tweet about it yeah, the other day because Obama saw it. So Obama did say it. Yeah. By the way, you saw Obama put like the three movies that his production company yeah, worked on. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, dude. Come on, bro. Fuck off. Be objective. <laughs> Leave the world behind is in your top. Fuck off. That's, all right, Obama. Yeah. Okay. Um, and also you put Oppenheimer like, oh, you like movies about bombing other countries? Like, oh, this, this movie's about you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> is this fucking play about us yeah yeah polite um, society yeah so um it's it's let's see it's uh it's the closest we've gotten to an edgar wright movie since say fucking since, less um world's end my it's god the closest we've gotten to it that's um, funny because he's had two movies since then. Not Edgar Wright movies, right? Or, or, or not his brand, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yes, it's about a young Indian girl mm-hmm. in, living in London. Um, traditional, you know, nice, nice, uh, Indian castaways, or just like yeah, we just trying to. It's about her and her sister, and, we, and they're just like. The, the mom and I is just like, yo, we're just trying to marry this sister off, get her to some nice rich family, step up in her life. That's all we want to do, right? Mm-hmm. But Rhea, she is she is still in that like teenage attitude where we're just like, we don't have to follow the rules. Like we can just right. live our lives, we can be whatever we want. Rebel do. without a cause. Rebel without a cause. She wants more than anything in the world to be a stunt woman in mm-hmm. movies, right? She has this like idol of a stunt woman who she worships. And she and her sister just made these like YouTube videos of her doing like you know flips and and kicks and all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff. And there is like a corkscrew kick mm-hmm. that she's trying to master. And she every time she pulls out the camera, she just eats shit every single time <laughs> she does it. Right? Her character arc is trying to learn this corkscrew kick, but she and she, she so she's like. 13, 14 years old, and she's going to school, and her her older sister is like eighteen at this point, mm-hmm. and. What happens is they do the parents do get the link and hook her up with this with this rich guy, right? And the sister's like, Yeah, I love you and you're my little sister and I love having fun with you, mm-hmm. but it's time for me to go be an adult now and I'm gonna go, you know, get with this nice rich man and like, you know, step up in her life. Mm-hmm. And the real my my second second favorite actress performance. Right. She is going through that thing of like, why are we curtailing to society? Right. Why do you feel you need to do that? Mm -hmm. And she builds up in her head that this family is actually trying to steal away her sister and Mm. ruin her. And she creates in her head this like conspiracy 
of like them being like these evil rich people mm-hmm. who are just who are just like 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 taken away. She like just because she's like, why is he dating all these other Indian girls? And why is he? Do, why did he choose my sister? Mm-hmm. Why is she? Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. So she has this like she and her friends in school just create this elaborate plot like figure out like like what is wrong. Mm-hmm. And then there comes a point where she essentially breaks into the house to find evidence to, 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 and then she doesn't so she plants evidence that fucks up mm-hmm. and she gets caught fucking up and then when she realizes what she does like what she thought was going to happen she was a big misunderstanding and it's actually a very sad story right based on the on the evidence of what she found on what is actually going on and she has to then sell i'm sorry i fucked up mm-hmm and like I realized the error of my ways, but also I hate the fact that my sister is still being taken away, and I have to deal with this. Right, and, right. And like, so it's very funny. It's a it's a very funny move. But there is and and like you see her slowly the stakes of what she's doing slowly being raised, and it is I'm choosing her because there's this 50 minute section where she feels abysmally bad mm-hmm. of what she's done, and she really sells like it's a, it's such a specific like. As as a little brother, <laughs> I it, it hit really hard. Like what she was what what she was going through as she felt like losing her sibling yeah. to like the curtails of life. And yeah, that, 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 I don't swallow the movie, but like I'm 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 it, it it's just a very funny, cute performance and then out out of like nowhere there's this fifty minute chunk where it is just one of the most dramatic performances I've ever seen. And it's it's this is a supremely underrated movie. Of the year. Yeah. This is this is one of like top ten movies of the year. Truly. I'm 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 glad you because I mean as I said before we did not see every movie mm-hmm. but um that's one that I didn't know about until it's, it's, this it's, this it's, week. It's so incredibly. Yeah. So I'll definitely seek it out. And um, to be honest, that's kind of our intent with this episode. Yeah. Is to just be like, hey, would you watch? <laughs> here's some shit that we watched. You probably watched some of it, but here's some stuff that you probably didn't watch. Like yeah. I know. Evil Dead Rise did really well, yeah. but some people didn't, like, they might think, oh, it's horror, I don't really like that. Yeah. No, nah, I think you should go check it out, because yeah. this is a great performance. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely going to add that one to my list. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so that's your number two. Mm-hmm. Go to my number one. I'm assuming we have the same number one. I'm uh, hoping we have the same number one, because mm-hmm. Lily Gladstone was in a movie mm-hmm. this year, and she mm-hmm. fucking killed it. Mm-hmm. You are on your deathbed mm-hmm. for most of the film. Mm-hmm. And you have the most captivating presence in every scene that someone is in that room with you. Yeah, you're going to be the number one. When they say, like, silence can often speak volumes, <laughs> this is what they are referring to. Her looks <laughs> that she gives people while she's going through the destruction of her family is mm-hmm. just... Like one of the most powerful, heartbreaking things mm-hmm. like put on a film this year. There's a moment near the very end where um she's talking with their old Ernest with his dumb face. And the owl comes in? With the what? The owl comes in? No, no, not that. When when she is confronting him after he has done his testimony at the trial. Oh yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, my favorite scene. And I forget what she asks him. No, she she asks him, so what was in the what was in the the, the vial, the, right, the right, vial. because was, he's been medicating her the entire time. Yeah, and my mom, she has a problem. She has problems with both Oppenheimer and Killers of the Flower Moon, okay. which I can understand. She, she wanted like the fact that Oppenheimer didn't show the bombing Definitely. in Nagasaki. Yeah. 
she wanted to she well not wanted to but she thought it was if you're gonna make a movie about it you should show that you should show the travesty yeah. right um to me yeah, I fa- there, there are several movies about it. no there are yeah and, and to me what that movie was trying to do was show you specific the, from his perspective. the perspective of the man who would have caused that yes and i completely understand you know your your mom and Spike Lee had the exact same sentiment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, but my mom and Spike Lee would have a great time. Sing, sing, just hours, <laughs> just talking and just be on yeah. the same page, right? Um, and she, so she thought, yeah, you know, I, I, I thought, you know, showing Oppenheimer not seeing it but imagining it was mm-hmm. was very potent mm-hmm. and especially with the whole movie being locked into his experience. It's yeah. a biopic, right? He he he, by all accounts, never met a single Japanese person. Right. That. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I think it speaks volumes to, sh- to say that, but also I know that I I, I get where she's coming. I from. get where she's coming from, yeah. right? There's there's a certain level of uh, people who watch movies that I when you see it, it's different. Walked into Oppenheimer going, "Oh, that bomb scene's gonna be crazy, bro!" Right? Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's more powerful, almost to be like, no, we're just gonna show the test and yeah, the literal fallout of yeah. what happened. After. And then to to. To show, like in Killers of the Flower Moon, to spend so much time with the, the whites, yeah. um, she she didn't feel as though there was that much afforded to the, the lives of the Osage mm-hmm. and showing that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I get that. I get where you're coming from with that. Yeah. But I think that's kind of the point is showing the... Le- like I, white people immediately intruding on their lives. Right. I don't think you're supposed to root for the white people at any point. So she thought in that scene, what she got from it, what she took away from it was that Lila Gladstone's character was trying to give him an out. Like trying mm-hmm. to be like, mm-hmm. show me that you were with me the entire yeah, time and you were being manipulated. Yeah. And me watching that scene, I knew from she walked in, she'd already written this man off. Yeah. She's giving him a chance for himself, no, you know, yeah. be honest with me in yeah, this last in moment. moment yeah. Or you're no, not going to yeah, do my, that? My reading has always been... Yeah. She knew Ernest was evil from right. the jump. Yeah. But like every white man. I think there's a evil, point. So I think, what the fuck am I going to do? I think there's a, yeah. I think from the jump, she's suspicious of him. I do think there's a point where she, in the movie, she, she, she acknowledges him as someone that she trusts. Yeah. Where she's like, send the doctors away. You do it. Yeah. And I think that is what is her downfall is that level of trust she gives him. Mm-hmm. But in that scene at the very end, I didn't think that she thought he could be redeemed at all. I thought she had written him off already by that point, and that there's there, there, there is that funeral scene of their daughter, yeah, and that hug does seem genuine. But it's also like this, despite everything, this is my husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, yeah. But but it's not it's not in the typical mob wife way, yeah. where she's just like I'm resigned to the violence. Yeah. This is the life you've chosen. I'll support you no matter what. It's more in the sense of. I, I never thought that she resigned her agency in the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so me and my mom have that disagreement about, about that particular character and those movies. Um, but yeah, Lily Gladstone just... Like the scene where she hears that her, her sister's house got blown up mm-hmm. and, and the, the yell that in she has in, in the, the basement. basement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just like... The, the fighting spirit that she had throughout the film? There is that scene where, I guess, her and Ernest are on their first date. And she takes him back to her house. Yeah. And, like, the storm's coming. And she just, like... Do you mean the, the photo that was Killers yeah. of the Flower Moon <laughs> for, for, for a year and a half? Yeah. Yeah. And they're sitting at the table. And, like, the storm is coming. And she's just like, let's just be quiet and take in 
nature mm-hmm. and Ernest, the dumb fuck he is, cannot help but listen to his own voice yeah. all day. And she's just like, just be quiet. Right. <laughs> like And like, you see Ernest like very uncomfortable mm-hmm. as like, what, I'm supposed to just experience life right now? I'm not yeah. supposed to comment on it? And that, I, I think about that scene yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. Because like, it just shows Sometimes a fool needs to shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's, just, it's just like... Listen to the rain. of nature or, or interrupt nature. Yeah. You know? And I I, I just think about that, that conversation a yeah. lot between them. And it did strike me in watching Killers of the Flow Moon. Like, 50 minutes of the movie had passed. And you see, like, this lovely arrangement of the Osage people... Just being rich and hanging out, yeah, and like golfing and race car driving and all this stuff, and then fifteen minutes in, I just like I turned to Toby and I was just like, I feel very bad. This is the most Native American people I've ever seen in a film, <laughs> just back to back, and I'm just like an entire race of people. And yeah, I'm like this is the most I've seen them just on a numbers basis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, it, it is. It is. It's a striking visual to see it. Um. And it is sad that, because I will take my mom's point, to see that level of representation in a movie about them all dying mm-hmm. is, is, you know, yeah, it, 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 it's, not, it's not the ideal. best, um, yeah. it's, not, it's not ideal, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think she did great. She, and I, I knew going into it, this was going to be both our number ones. Mm-hmm. Um, if I think about... The, 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 the buzz around it was pretty... Right, yeah, yeah. Evidence, yeah. All right, I'm gonna propose something I'd like us to do because we're doing Piacan for last. Yeah, that's a new category, that's the new sure, hotness, right? Sure. I'd like to do best animated before the Piacan. Sure. That's okay. All right, so should we do best ensemble next? We've been talking about actors, let's talk about groups of actors. Sure, all right. Uh, you go first. Um, now I know I know this is supposed to be one. Or oh, I have two as well. That's okay. Oh, I have three. Okay. <laughs> I have three. Um, I don't know if there's going to be an overlap. Yeah. But I'm going to... Probably, I don't think you've seen my number one. Okay. Yeah. Sh- should, should, I, should, should I just go one, two, three? Yeah, and just then, do one, two, three. What, what, yeah, what yeah. one immense? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to read the, 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 the highlights okay. of, of each film. All right. Okay. This is in no particular order. I love all three of these movies in equal... Okay. In, in, in equal... Um, uh, equally. Right. <laughs> um... <clears throat> Joyride, starring Ashley Park, Stephanie Sue, Sherry Cole, and Sabrina Wu. Didn't get to see it. Theater Camp, yeah. featuring Ben Platt, Molly Gordon, I have Galvin, that Jimmy Tatro, A.O. Edeweer, and uh, Patty Harrison. Bottoms, gonna say, featuring A.O. Edeweer, yeah. Rachel Sino, Ruby Cruz, Havana Rose, and Kyagar. I figured you would have Bottoms in there. Joyride, Theater Camp, Bottoms. Yeah. Three of the funniest movies of the year. They, 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 Incredible they, ensemble. Those cast. all feel like they're of the same, like, yeah. that's a triple feature right yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. I have Theater Camp downloaded. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I have Joyride downloaded as well. And I know Bottoms is on Prime. Yeah. And I had a whole list of movies that I wanted to get to in building my top 10. Mm-hmm. I didn't get around to Bottoms. Um, I've seen clips of Bottoms. Yeah. I've seen uh, Marshawn Lynch in it. Yeah. Uh, you put Marshawn Lynch in a movie. I'm Good there. Movie. Good movie. It's great. Um, so I can't really speak to them. Okay. Because I haven't seen them. All right. But I endorse them based on what I've seen. Yes. Yeah. Because okay. Theater Camp has 
uh, what's his name from American Vandal. Yes. I yes, love yes. that show. Great show. And I saw a tweet that was One just like, if you like American Vandal and something else, you'll like this. And, yeah, yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah I can't if wait you, to watch if, those. If, if you like um, Spinal Tap, best in show. Yeah. Theater Camp is extremely Is it mockumentary style? mockumentary style. Fuck yeah, yeah man. We don't get enough of those since yeah. those fucking office yeah. shows came out. It's, it's full on mockumentary of a child's theater camp. Mm-hmm. And the speaking of child actors, boy oh boy, like wall to wall great one scene kid performances while like the adults essentially try to manage this camp around. Can I that. give a shout out mm-hmm. to Miss Ao? Mm-hmm. What, what a year, what what a year, year what for year. her. Because yeah. she's in that. Mm-hmm. She's in theater camp and bottoms. Yeah, bear. She's also in the bear. Mm-hmm. She was also April O'Neil mm-hmm. in, in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Fine film. Um, like, I feel like I just saw her everywhere this year. I've, I've seen her on Letterbox so much. Yep. She's, 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 she's down with she's the Letterbox the, she's the best as well. On letterbox. Yep. And, like, everything she was in this year was good. Yeah. Like, I think all of her things are listed on a. She was in a Black Mirror episode this year as well. Mm. She She's in. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. may or may not get mentioned on this episode. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, she's she's had a great year and she's a phenomenal talent, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, well, my ensemble cast mm-hmm. is... Um, it's funny that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 came out this year. Right. Because uh, my ensemble... Oh, um, I just want to give a before, just special shout-out to Joyride. Mm-hmm. Um criminally underrated yeah. film of the year like writer of crazy rich asians yeah wanted to do the sequel with yes. them yeah. they didn't pay her enough so she went on. so she went on and yeah. do, did this yeah right. um stephanie sue joe butapaki from Parker everything said. ever all yeah. at once um uh it's she's nothing to highlight of the film mm-hmm. she, she, she's 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 like very background in that but um it's When we watched American Pie, and we were like, "You," I tried to forget this disgusting semen and bear. You say, yeah, like that. Um, and and then like we did not get that type of movie for a while, right? And they're like, "Can we even do that type of movie?" And then Bottoms came out. They're like, "Oh, we can mm-hmm. do that type of movie. Actually. Right, right, right. We can in fact have have a wee bit of fun." Um, I love to know Bottoms is a trailer and there's a lot of blood in that trailer they there's be fighting blood. in that movie yeah. <laughs> it is a it's a female fight club it's right it's a girls fight club yeah um, uh, Joride is one of those like you remember like like Upatow Judd Upatow in like his his prime yeah. period mm-hmm. it is that level of like I am gut busting laughing right at like this at like this 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 like specific comedy like it's just Beat after beat after beat, but like from a millennial Asian perspective, mm-hmm. and there is like one of the funniest sex scenes of the year <laughs> in that film, and also just it's just rare that you see Asian girlies in an R-rated thing mm-hmm. ever, mm-hmm. and they're going the most hard <laughs> people have gone in a film. Um and then it's there's also like heart because these are genuine friends taking like a great road trip. Right. Um it's it's a supremely it like A plus like A plus movie. Like I this if 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 anybody takes anything on this, 
I think this is the one. Yeah. Like like out of those three, I think this is the one that's been most surprising to people. No, I saw it. People talked about it as it came out. Um, I've you have mentioned it several Terrible. times. Um, it's so accessible for me. I have no excuse. Yeah. I can just put it on Prime Don't right now and right play it. Um. Yeah, all right. So my 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 choice for best ensemble. Mm-hmm. This movie had the unfortunate circumstance of coming out either the week of, the week after, or the week before. Avatar. The Mario Brothers came out. Okay. Um, it's Dungeons and Dragons. Uh-huh. And a movie I've not gone to. But that's, that's what I was saying. I didn't think it was on your list. Um, the by the way, I I met up with um. Speaking of Bradley Cooper. <laughs> oh yes, as Bradley Cooper as a little man <laughs> in a giant chair. Good boy, good boy. Um, a uh, big year for <laughs> actual size actors being shrunk down. Yes. Shout out to uh, uh, what's his name. Oompa Loompa Man. Uh, <laughs> Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant is Oompa Loompa. Um, no, but this, I mean, doing Dungeons and Dragons, the way to do it properly was you needed to have your your troop, your band, your th- and, and they're actually feeling like, you know, they work well together. I felt like watching OG Guardians mm-hmm. and, and just watching this band of ne'er-do-wells come together mm-hmm. for a, a greater goal. Um, Chris Pine... Yeah. is it's like it's like you're talking with robert De, robert de niro this is a walk in the park for him right. but he's really good at it he like he's it. he's really good at being the leading man yeah. um all the characters in it are kind of disparate and lost and don't really have any kind of guidance and they have this found family dynamic mm-hmm. their abilities come to play really well in the movie because you know you've got some that are, are magic there's Does a girl that, roll dice there's no roll there's no dice rolling okay. um I imagine that some that this was just off screen. Yeah, this yeah. was D. There, there was a a, a, a movie outside D&D. of the movie, very elaborate D and D. And this is how they're playing it, and these I, are their characters. I I always thought like if I had to imagine a D and D movie, yeah, it would be like the first five minutes is like mm-hmm. Patton Oswalt at his home. Yeah, <laughs> and like, it's like it's like and, Stranger and his, Things, and, his, and they're and in his, the basement, and his five comedian friends. Yeah. Are Okay, yeah, we're back. Yeah. Um yeah, I always imagine a D and D movie would just be like the first time it is like a Patton Oswald type. Mm-hmm. Like with his five comedian friends. Yeah. They all say like each character says a joke mm-hmm. that kind of determines what their character will be. Yeah. And you and can you you'd see like a sketch happening yeah, of, yeah, of the yeah, character yeah, coming yeah, to yeah, life. Yeah, right, right. And then they and, exist and then, in the world. And then and then it would just hop into the middle of the camera. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I thought, oh, it'd be cute if they did that. Yeah. They didn't do that. But I just imagined that happening in my head. Around, yeah. Um, but yeah, like like uh, all of the all the actors in the movie are playing types. Mm-hmm. So you've got Chris Pine as a leading man. You've got Michelle Rodriguez he's playing the bard. Who? Uh, yes, he's the bard. Yeah. Um, Michelle Rodriguez is playing the rough and tumble woman. Brawler. Uh, the brawler. Uh, I forget. Michelle her. Rodriguez playing a rough and tumble type. Who knew? Really stretching there, aren't you? Um, uh, and then you've got her, you, her 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 biggest performance was um trying to kiss Vin Diesel in Fast 10 <laughs> this year yeah <laughs> to romantically be in a video. yeah that that's was her, that's, her that's probably the most awkward scene of the year mm-hmm. um by the way he's not my Pyacon he's not gonna reach my best supporting list yes. but let's shout out Jason Momoa in Fast X 
Oh, but, but oh, a thousand percent. Actually, thousand making percent. that movie watchable. Yeah, you know, with his lavender blouses. I, I wish that movie was just Jason and John. Yeah, just going at it. That yeah. would be a far better movie. Um, so Justice Smith, he he plays like the this nerdy, um, detective not Pikachu's so confident type. De- de- detective Pikachu's partner himself. Um, uh, Sophia Lillis, she's the shape shifting druid. Okay. Um, she's kind of like the alternative punk girl. So they all come together, and and it's it's probably the most fun I've had watching a cast play off of Sophia's each other. That girl from um, the one about Pennywise, whatever. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, that one. Um, also, this movie has my favorite one shot okay. of the year, okay. maybe of the last few years, okay. where it's one of those that just keeps on going, and you think, oh, it's gonna cut. Always, oh, no, it's not. Oh, we're 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 in a we're in the top of the tower now. Mm-hmm. Or oh, now we're down at the bottom of the tower. Okay. We're in the the middle of the town square, and it's just it's very very impressive. Um, lots of CG involved as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was gonna say to you, I I ran into um, a mutual friend of ours uh, recently. Okay. Um, you know him friend as not friend of the podcast, but I'd like him to be because we started talking about him. Um, you know him as Joseph Snow. Okay. Um. I know him as Simon. Yes. Um, but we were talking about just one shots, and I was thinking we really should have just an episode where we all come with our favorite one shots, yeah. and we just talk about why they're so amazing. Okay. Um, because it's been like since film has shifted to digital, it's become a lot easier, easier to do them mm-hmm. because you know you have more film right. to to shoot things and right. to reset and be like, okay, let's go again. Mm-hmm. Um, and and now when you see a one shot, it's just like, okay, here's another one. Dungeons and Dragons has a really impressive one. Um, And yeah, I really liked, I I enjoyed playing this game with these characters. It was was really a fun time at the cinema. So that's my that's my choice for best ensemble. Episode. I, I I already know my three as you as you. Yeah said. yeah yeah. There we go. Um, also, are you there? God, it's me. Margaret has a good ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. Um, Kathy Bates is in it as her mother and as as her Kathy. grandmother. Um, Benny Safdie is also her dad. Nice. Uh, nice. Uh, I forget who plays her Christian parents, but I really hated no, them. Benny's been really crushing it. Yeah, yeah, he's and uh, have you watched um the Curse um, one? No, with, is it is it finished yet? Or I want to watch it all in one. I go? think. I think it's on its last episode, or it has one more to go. Yeah, but uh, um, with with Nathan Philly, I need to see it all in one go. Because honestly, I, I, just, I, just, I just like the stress of one go. I can't there is no show that has had me like wait. like hotly anticipating the new episode more than The Curse. Um, and uh, him and and Emma Stone in that movie are are, are in that show are great. Um, best stunts. Yeah. Shall we just say John Wick 4 and just done? Um, yeah, the entire 45-minute scene of Paris in, I John, mean, in John Wick, yep. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my choice. There's, there's, uh, when, when I sent when I sent you the breakdown of this, what you're doing, I just knew, like, well, we're probably going to have that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what else could there be? You know? Like, last year we had RRR. That right, was a choice. Right. No, it was like RRR and Top Gun. We're like, right. mm, one or two, one mm-hmm. or two. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, there's aerial stunts right, that, right. that they deserve some respect. But John Wick 4 is just, fuck, man. Yeah. When they announced like part four, I was mm-hmm. just like, didn't you guys wrap it up in part three? Did yeah. You really need to. And then that dragon breath shotgun fired. Bro. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I yeah. have like 10 more of these yeah. actually. <laughs> I've never like felt like I was playing a video game more than watching John Wick movies. And then they have that scene where it's just like, oh, I've played this exact I, scene. Yeah. Yeah. When they get to Paris and they're like, anyway, at midnight, you're going to go um, shoot what's his face. Right. And they're like, okay, great. 
and dumb old me thought we were gonna cut from them driving to the car to the next oh, God, no. morning Mm-mm. and my brain was simply not prepared for 45 minutes assassins all descend upon paris mm-hmm. like i was just not like i i I was so foolish because I was just like, so much movie has happened. Yeah. I assume the end is, and they're like, we actually have 40 minutes like locked just for this one thing. We, we, I, I, I spoke with my cousin for the first time in like six years this Christmas because she came down to visit and she admittedly, she will say like, I don't have good online rhetoric. I can't, I can't read like, we'll message once in a while. The conversation goes nowhere. When we sit and talk, we talk. Yeah. Right? Uh, IRL. Yes, IRL, yeah. Okay. And and she was asking me about my, my, my top 10 list. And I said, oh, you know, I put John Wick at number 10. She's just like, eh, I didn't really feel it. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, what what about John Wick didn't didn't appeal to you? Is it just because like, you've seen too many John Wick movies? Yeah. It's just you're, you're over it by right. now. She just paused for a second. She was just like, it's just too many stairs. Wow, the and I was like, support. "Oh, that supporting stairs." That was a drawback for you. Was yeah. the too many stairs? Because for me, when they kicked that motherfucker down the stairs for like the third time, uh, I, I giggled. I giggled. Joy, I, just I, joy in I, the cinema. I understand if you're like one too many got hit by cars, because the third car was just, okay, guys, knock it off. Like with with, the, with the him take spine into a windshield, but those stairs were perfectly. Those stairs were the third antagonist it was it was it was pennywise yeah it was my boy in a bulletproof suit mm-hmm. and it was stairs those yep. are the three main antagonists yeah uh, th- that that may have like that would have been a contender for villain of the year because yeah. how tense were you when he had you to fall down the stairs again like, oh damn son you gotta climb those stairs yeah um yeah so i mean just a testament to the the commitment to action and stunt work right. that gets so overlooked by yeah, John Wick Four has my favorite reference, where um Lawrence Fishburne blows out the candle, and it, you, you see them in like the Saharan desert, mm-hmm. and that's just straight up um Lawrence of Arabia, right? <laughs> the Lawrence of Arabia shot, yeah, 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 like, yeah, 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 like, yeah. That and that's early on. It's just like, like minute five. Strap yeah. in. Yeah. Um, I will say the one of one of Keanu's worst performances playing this character um he's I'm, I'm so torn on because i know keanu is aware of what he's doing <laughs> he has chosen this character that people seem to gravitate to and after recently watching for the 20th time something's gotta give and seeing that Keanu can play a normal, cool, chill person who yeah. speaks like a regular dude, yeah, I know he is doing a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know what? His bit is fantastically successful, mm-hmm. so I can't even wrong him for doing a bit. But yes, there were several unintentional bits of laughter mm-hmm. throughout the theater when yeah. he delivered dialogue. Yeah, so that's just one line of dialogue. He just says, like, yeah, yeah, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um... All right. Uh, best director? Sure. Okay. Christopher Nolan, my boy. Damn. Oppenheimer. Okay. What else could it possibly be? Could it One be? One of the best directors I was I, ever done. I was thinking Nolan. I was thinking Scorsese. Okay. I was thinking Wes Anderson. Okay. Nolan for me, baby. I landed on bullet. I landed on Greta. Greta? I landed on Greta Gerwig. The Barb's? Yeah. The bar- David, are we doing Barbenheimer right are now? Are we doing Barbenheimer right now? I, this is not a planned thing. 
Wow. Um, wow. Okay. I mean, I will not ever deny that this is Christopher Nolan's magnum opus. Yes. He has had several fantastic films whisked me this away. This is the one, boy. This is the one where it was just like, this is, the, th- this is everything, right? If he made no other movie, this would be it. Greatest cast he's ever had. Yes. Um, greatest effect he's ever had. Yes. Um, tension throughout. Music Rap. incredible. Rap. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know his sweet baby Hans Zimmer has been giving him bangers left, right, and center. But this new collaboration with Ludwig? With Ludwig since Tenet and this. Mm-hmm. I'm just so fascinated at what they've been doing. Like, that very, very early on scene where they're like, you don't have like Robert. As long as you hear the music, mm-hmm. like 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 you don't have to understand the science. As long as you understand yeah. the music was good, and it cuts to that orchestral score after plays through the hills of England. I'm just like when he's looking at the raindrops. Is it raindrop? There are like several moments throughout where just like mentally and almost audibly thought. No, actually, there, there are three times where the, the third I watched it, I was just like, I think I'm watching the best movie ever made. Mm-hmm. Like, there are just several times where you just feel like like I'm watching one of the best. You mentioned Dadcore Cinema. Yeah. And Dadcore Cinema tends to overlap with just some of the greatest movies ever made, yeah. like The Godfather. Yeah. And yeah, Oppenheimer feels like Lawrence so, of Arabia, yeah. this, this Godfather, those types of just like very prestige. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching a movie. I'm, I'm movie. watching. I'm just like, oh, I will be watching this for the rest of my life. Yeah, no yeah. question. This will constantly be referenced. Yeah, like, yeah. like this is one of the greatest, uh, or one of the most notorious figures in human history. Yeah, and the film rendition of it, like. There's been other things made about Oppenheimer, never to this degree, yeah. and it was it was pulled off phenomenally. Like, I will not deny the acclaim. Like, th- there's an old adage: if you see like one good performance, that's a good actor. If everybody's giving a good performance, that's a good that's director, a good director. director yeah, right? Jack Quaid does well. He's in like two minutes Mama, of the movie. Oh, playing the bongos, Fucking yeah. um, uh, Roderick Rules, yeah, is in it, and he's like he vomits for a second. It's it's like oh, I'm feeling the 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 sense of despair in this character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so like just <sighs> don't no one has this thing, and he is very good at like his third act usually involves like three separate action sequences, right all like colliding on top of each other and the crescendo of each one building. Yeah, 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 yeah. He That's how he creates tension typically. Tension. Yeah. I don't know how instead of breaking up three separate scenes, mm-hmm. he breaks up three separate acts and they all collide into each other. You're yeah. seeing act one, act one, act three simultaneously yeah. as yeah. they hit into each other. Because they're all they're all like running concurrently. Yes. Because there's there's the um you know there's Oppenheimer coming to that that point in his career where he's gonna be leading out on the autumn bomb. Yes. There's there's Strauss um dealing with his his hearing. So yeah hearing, leading yeah. the charge against Oppenheimer yes. in the hearing. And then there's a courtroom. <laughs> then then the, yeah and there's Oppenheimer like dealing with his legacy yes. after the yeah. And then there's also like him speaking out after the bomb has dropped. Yeah. And it's all flying at each other yeah. and like it's like John Wick and Oppenheimer have one thing in common in my viewing of it mm-hmm. where in John Wick they got to Paris and they're like we're going to have a duel and I just assumed oh the duel cut to duel. Cut yeah. to duel. In Oppenheimer, the Trinity test goes off, 
and you're like, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And then they drop the bomb and then they drop the bomb and you're just like, Well, I guess the movie is wrapping up now. The bomb has dropped. And the movie's like, no, actually. You got an hour left. We're going to do the third act now. And you're mm-hmm. like, what do you mean you're going to do the third yeah. act now? I was looking at my watch like, bomb go off already? Yeah, I'm like, that oh. wasn't the deal. I'm like, cool. And they're like, what do you mean the third act is going on? And they're like, oh, were you stressed during the, tr- during the Trinity test? Oh, I'm sorry. Would you like to go through a McCarthy era trial? Yeah. And you're like, mm-hmm. what? And then that became like the most stressful part. Of do the you know movie. why he's a good director, though? Why? Because he made Rami Malek a, a, yes. a fucking mic drop moment. Yeah. Rami Malek shows up and he's just like silently taking notes. And you're like, whoa. Twerp with like, glasses. Th- yeah, there's like 50 different actors yeah. walking in and out of scenes all day. Like, why is the Oscar going on right here? Yeah. And he doesn't say anything in the scene. What the yeah. hell are you talking about? Fuck is Freddie Mercury doing here yeah. in a suit? And then, and then he then comes he in at the hearing and it's just like, and boom. And like, lol, actually. And you're like, whoa, my yeah. guy. Ab- absolutely, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I it's, I, it's, 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 it's like, it's perfect editing. It's perfect acting. Yeah. Soundtrack, every performance, every camera choice, every deliberate interaction, mm-hmm. what he and Cillian just like do with Cillian's eyes. Yeah. And after like, what, 20 years of working together, the culmination of this yeah. is just a perfect crescendo. Yeah. And like, I hate, I hate motherfuckers are like, oh, it's their time. But like, Motherfucker, it's Chris Nolan's time. Yeah. For his, this is simultaneously, it's about time we give him an Oscar, mm. and he has also happened to make the best movies. Yeah, ever. yeah. So it's Chris Nolan. Can't, can't deny that, but I'll, I will say for Greta, right? Yeah. You uh, take a director, you take a concept like Barbie. Sure. And everybody had, and I was talking to a friend of mine who who you know, it's 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 a thing with me where people are just like movies are their go-to for conversation mm-hmm. and and she was talking about movies that she's seen and she's only seen like two in the last year which is most people <laughs> right um so she so she saw barbie that's like the right. one i go to for like because that's what everybody saw right. so she saw barbie and she said so one thing my co-worker's like you see barbie and i'm yeah. like oh you who never thought about movies? right exactly that's the one thing right? right i also had a conversation with somebody the other day that i met for the first time she said she was not going to watch barbie because um of of the people that the feminism. Made, well no 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 <laughs> because of the people that made it okay. and she said you know you know that the people that made barbie are not going to make anything of substance and i was like do you know who made barbie you know Greta Gerwig? she refused to answer me right and she and, and, and it, it got very heated where i wasn't trying to challenge her i was just, just like could you simply answer the question right because like i get what you're saying right and this is the fear many of us had about barbie going into it yeah where it's it's oh, no, Mattel is going to ruin progress. It's it's a bar. It's a movie made about a toy. Yeah. It's it's like we're we're just going to be watching an, a, a, a nice a, commercial, a commercial for a toy. Yeah. And then they said Greta Gerwig is going to be directing it, and she's going to co-write it with Noah Baumbach. And you're and, like, but those people are good, right? <laughs> so the friend that I met up with, um, who had seen Barbie, um, she was like, she wanted the Barbie movie. You know, like how she was playing with Barbie at the time. Right. She did not want she to be it silly and right. right. She wanted to be. She wanted those animated Barbie movies absolutely, that we absolutely, saw, absolutely, absolutely. but on a better budget, absolutely. better actors, absolutely. better script, and all that. And Which you, I'm like, and don't you get that in the first ten minutes? <laughs> you do get that in the first ten minutes, and then Barbie says, "Do you guys ever think, think about, about dying stuff, yeah. in the middle of a dance scene?" Right. 
And there were several moments like that in Barbie where I thought to myself, how did they get away with this? Yeah. How did they not pitch this? Greta herself. Yeah. Throw the entire press tour is like, I cannot believe they made me do this. Yeah. To 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 have I fought tooth and nail, but then they agreed. To have Ryan Gosling's character of Ken go into the real world and have be, being told by another businessman saying, yeah. "Oh, patriarchy still exists. We just hide it better." But yeah. And that's a real scene in a movie about a Barbie doll. Yep. Like just the the and and the the commitment to practical effects, yes. showing the the uh, the, the Barbie land, set. the giant Barbie sets, land. the fact that they used so much pink, the world had a shortage. Oh, pink, pink. Um, the the you know banking on on classic comedic actors like Will Ferrell to really sell this kind of whimsical businessman place that you have. I think there were so many great decisions made in making Barbie and they really just went for it yeah. that I I that's the movie that I go back to like this movie would not have been the way it was without this person yeah. behind the reins. Yeah. If anybody else had made Barbie, we'd have gotten a far lesser movie. Yeah. Um, she has reached this point in her career where she's going to go off to do like Narnia stuff mm -hmm. and she's going to, you know, cash in on, on her, um, her good name, which more power to you. Yeah. And she's, she, 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 she was very open and being like, I want to make like big budget. Movies. Yeah, exactly. Like, and now she's going to be doing Chronicles of Narnia for Netflix, which is great. But what she's proven to me or, or she's shown to me with Barbie is she's one of those directors who, similar to James Gunn. Where you start off small, you start off indie, you get all this acclaim from people who watch your smaller things. Yeah. Then you get the big check, but you don't lose out on the talent that mm -hmm. you displayed. Mm -hmm. James Gunn came into Guardians. Yeah. He had a movie about a raccoon and a talking tree. Flourish, yeah. He's done nothing but flourish. Now he's the head of DC and he made the greatest trilogy of Marvel's yeah. you know, entire yeah. filmography. Yeah. And Greta making the Barbie movie with that level of, of just artistic integrity mm -hmm. and enthusiasm i could not not give her the choice for I this for, the, for this this it. best I director it. yeah all right yeah wait we did barbin hammer yeah we did we really did close off the air yeah, yeah. i didn't expect it honestly wes anderson was this close okay. because to have your your own self basically be portrayed by edward norton mm -hmm. in the movie yes. about the movie that you're yes. making yeah yes. it's a difficult thing um my my I I, I I I just watched Asteroid City like three days ago mm -hmm. actually um it was very good a I can't stop thinking about how cute those three kids were yeah mm -hmm. and how they battled Tom Hanks in an act in in, a, in an act off yeah <laughs> and one and I think like ever since watching French Dispatch um Wes Anderson has grown even more like interior. Yeah, in in his in his like writing. I think the pandemic did a number on number that motherfucker. Really on him. I yeah. think it really did. They, they are quarantined in Asteroid City. Yeah, for a while. Um, there's that really my favorite line of the movie. It's it's it 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 feels very like not even throwaway. It's 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 just there. Like, it, like everything seems light. You know, West Anderson someone went to the read mm -hmm. the load and you're like, oh wow. But like, um, Adrian Brody just looking at Jason Swartzman and mm -hmm. being like. No, just just make the art. You'll figure out what it means. Early. Right. We'll it's it it's Jason Schwartzman saying, I what, still don't what, understand yeah, the Why play. does my character do this? And yeah. she's like, no, just... just yeah. 
performance. You don't have to understand yeah, it. You'll yeah, you'll know you'll know why later. Or that maybe. that may be like moment of the year for me yeah, yeah. in a movie to just yeah. be, to have the character being like, I don't understand what's going on. It's such a nice snapshot of well, not nice, but it's a snapshot of how I think a lot of people are feeling yeah. about the world. It's like yeah. I don't understand the point um, of this. Where we, we're we, going? We 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 didn't. We were not doing this podcast at the time the French Dispatch came out. No, I don't think so. No, yeah. but I th- the similar line um, in the French Dispatch. Yeah. Uh, Bill Murray delivers it, and I think like, oh, that is the most prescient yeah. piece of that is the most meta artistic thing I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. Where um, Bill Murray is running the French Dispatch, which is a, a fictional newspaper, right? And one of his writers like acts. Bill Murray as the editor, mm-hmm. like, how should I do this article? Mm-hmm. And he's just like, write whatever you want. Just make sure it's just just make sure it seems like you did it on purpose, right? So it's just like, just make the thing, yeah. And your number one job is to just that came make through. It feel in, like you intentionally did it. That, that came way. through in Asteroid City, where where you know Jason Schwartzman that the. The actor he's playing asking Edward Norton about the character the moment, and he's just like, "Why does he, why does burn he burn his hand?" His hand? Yeah. And Edward Norton's character is like, Actually, I, don't I, "I don't really I don't know. know." Yeah, but you know, let's work. Let, let's let's work your explanation into it. It just came out of me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so we just did best director. Yeah. Let's get into it. Best picture. Best picture. Yeah. The film of the year. Yeah. Da, now da, I know da, I just da. sang the praises of Greta Gerwig right. in opposition to the praises of Christopher Nolan. Right. Mm-hmm. 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 Let's hear me and your number one film of the year. Num- number one with an atom bomb. Oof. It's Oppenheimer, baby. Trinity test complete. Yeah. We all did it. It's 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 the it's them uppy boys. It's the special effect of the year. Yeah, uh, um, of his eyes. It's the cast of the year. Yeah, it, it's it's the ending of the year. That final yeah. line, I believe we did to to Einstein about the chain reaction to end the world. Yeah. The the depiction of missiles blowing up all over Earth. Yeah, like there's no movie that stayed with you. Yeah, when you left the cinema, like yeah. Oppenheimer. Um. The only knock I have against it, and I was talking the same cousin who was saying John Wick had too many stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, there's too many good actors. <laughs> no, it's it's that there's there's so there's not as many roles for women in the movie. There's Florence Pugh's character. There's Emily Blunt's character. Emily Blunt does get to show. Yeah, but does not Florence Pugh have arguably the most important sex scene of the year? No, she does <laughs> absolutely. That's the first sex scene in IMAX. Yeah, you know. Um, but you know that that that's probably the only thing against it. But even then, Emily Blunt has a great speech where she is the person who is able to come through in those uh, McCarthy uh, um, interrogation I mean, there's, scenes. There's, there's a third female role that nobody talks about. Who's that? Um, Ino- Enola Gay, the bomb. She, she had a really big part. <laughs> She's off screen, but her presence is very much. Yeah. Good. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, it, this and this movie did not bomb. This movie. Because of the social media phenomenon of Barbenheimer made almost a billion dollars. I often think how important the Barbenheimer was mm-hmm. to the success of this. Like yeah. I think like without it, maybe five hundred, six hundred million. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. But, but like there's this extra like haha bro, let's go watch 
Because people are going to watch a Nolan film. Yeah, yeah, no matter yeah. What the Nolan fans would have gone. Yeah. But you got non-Nolan fans yeah. who would not have cared about a movie about Oppenheimer. All of a sudden. And also, I think and having Robert Downey Jr. in there does play into it. Like you've got your Iron Man. I think fans. people underestimate what a um uh yesified meme Cillian Murphy is <laughs> as, as as a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I mean, Peaky Blinders. It's a big show pre-pandemic was a big show but yeah. during lockdown lots of people mm-hmm. watched it you know uh, pretty heavily um yeah i think barbie is clearly like the box office hit of the year yeah, yeah. and in terms of the movie that i think most people saw that's yes. probably the one yes. that i go around and be like oh you watched barbie yeah. right but, but then quietly you're like did you see oppenheimer? yeah it's like right after they're just like and i also wanted to see oppenheimer mm-hmm. it's in the same conversation mm-hmm. um so i think yeah this movie it, I mean, it blew up, <laughs> um, and and it's it's chilling. Um, Killian Murphy is great. Uh, everybody's great in it. It's it's. I don't know how to describe. I mean, I I I, I just described it in the best director. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we've, we've talked about it several yeah, times as, in this as, episode. As, like, how do I even talk about it after this? Because like my explanation of why it's the best director is also my explanation of why it's yeah, the yeah, no, film. yeah. And like, th- this is nothing to spit at, and this sounds so silly. And I hope this does not come off a derivative, but just the best paced movie of the year. It did not feel like it did not feel three like three hours. hours it really did not whatsoever. Yeah, like I mean, I love Boys Afraid, mm-hmm. but I assure you, you feel each hour of that movie. Yeah, <laughs> and Oppenheimer, it just goes by, yeah. and you're getting like. It's the best movie of the year because you're getting three movies in one. Yeah. You're getting both the traditional biopic mm-hmm. of young Oppenheimer learning his shit. You're then getting the heist movie mm-hmm. of people, secret, secret, super smart people getting into a room trying to assemble the thing to pull off the big job. And then you get the courtroom drama of of the the, the 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 McCarthy the McCarthy hearing. So you're getting three perfect movies all simultaneously. Yep. Like sometimes at the same time, sometimes like like in different acts, mm-hmm. but they're all barreling towards the same feeling and they each grip you yeah. in in ways yeah. Yeah. that you weren't you, prepared for. You you I mean I I felt just a sense of dread and despair leaving it. I mm-hmm. felt changed as a person. Yeah. Um. I didn't. I. I. I felt empathy for Oppenheimer in certain scenes, but it was more like uh, this world is fucked. Yeah. Like this is the institutions that existed. Like yeah. war. War in general is a bad thing. It's even even, a, even even like Albert Einstein's final line, where they're just like, yeah, they're gonna like yeah throw you a dinner right <laughs> and like give you an award, but like that'll come later and yeah. that'll just be for them to feel better also but they're gonna fuck you over you mentioned now. the 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 chilling line in killers of the Flower moon about the children yeah let's not forget to talk about the the moment where they're talking about where to place the bomb and that is that is yeah that guy almost was my best supporting actor yeah. based on one based line, on that line. one line because they talk I don't remember if it was a senator or whoever it was so it, somebody, was, it was like a military commander right and he was in he's, charge of deciding there's a meeting to pick where to drop the right and he's like oh not Kyoto 
we spent me, some time me, there me and my, my wife like yeah. vacation uh, well the, he says we spent some time there on my honeymoon yeah. and it's a beautiful place yeah. and he doesn't want to bomb it for the cultural significance right. and, and that's just, the perfect encapsulation of like american imperialism yeah yeah we're just like oh no i like this specific right bomb over here for sure mm-hmm. fuck up these people yeah but like leave this spot that i personally like and apparently the line was improvised yeah um and it's like you you think about the top ten improvised lines of all time, like um uh leave the gun, take the cannoli. Yes. You know? Uh that's up that's up Yeah, it, it definitely is. So yeah. And we've 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 spoken so much about Oppenheimer already. Um but yeah, it's just great. It's and that is that is the top movie of the year. Yeah. Um, um I mean like there's a million things to mention in that movie that didn't get to just like Matt Damon fucking slam dunking in the end. Yeah. The trial hearing just be like just, just be like, yeah, like I would not have, I would not have hired him for the Trinity if I knew, but I wouldn't have had any of those guys because they're also great. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> like right. just like, ah, oh, my damn you, um, good dude, you. Let, let me just read out what I put in my in my top ten. Uh, Oppenheimer, the story of the atom bomb told in a tense and gripping film. Oppenheimer puts the science front and center and shows how one of the world's greatest atrocities came to be. Killian Murphy's leading role is astoundingly played, even in one of the year's best cast films. It's a stunning achievement in cinematography, incredible music, and a chilling ending that can't be topped. Uh, yeah, it's just if you haven't seen Oppenheimer already, go seek it out. It, I, I think it's, an, it's it's one of those movies that's in just an important thing for you to see as a, as a human. If you watch it under mm-hmm. no circumstances, should you watch it on a laptop? Like <laughs> literally no. buy a projector yeah. and a surround sound get, system. Get some speakers, bro. Yeah. Like, like cash out for them speakers or find a friend that has a good sound system, go to their house and fucking blast that thing. Like does the music and the, like like this one is movies where I'm like yeah. the sound editing though. <laughs> like like <laughs> like like honestly like the Trinity test yeah. is like I know this goes well. Yeah. And this is like the most worried. Yeah, right. Like when they push the button. (laughs) Yeah. Like I know the world like, still exists. Like but you got you got fucking Drake and Josh holding the button to destroy the earth. The, the sweat <laughs> on his brow. That's the pack on the year. Um. All right. Let's go into uh, best animated. animated. Yeah. What a what a year for animation. Yeah. I haven't seen the movie Nimona on okay. Netflix. Apparently, it's very very good. Right. I haven't I haven't seen Boy and the Heron. I haven't seen Boy and the Heron. Yeah. Um I know that's not really Bam's cup of tea. Not really. Um every time I hear Boy and the Heron, I just think of how Nas is the word Heron. <laughs> <laughs> um but Robert Robert Pattinson is in that and he's he's a he's a he's, he's a, a, a gravelly little he's heron. Real with him before, boys. Uh yeah, he is. Um I'll I'll mention some honorable mentions. Okay. Uh, Elemental. Sure. The little movie that could right. turned into a box office success what's it, after. What's, what's it for racism? Pixar the, Well, yeah. Um, I think directed and written by a Korean immigrant okay. and detailing his experience through the metaphor of anthropomorphized elements. Sure. Uh, and it's also probably the year's best rom com. Mm. Um, the Ninja Turtles film. Of course. I love the Ninja Turtles. I will they, not stop thinking about that that needle drop in the car. <laughs> which needle drop in the car? Um, oh, good lord. Um, shit, my thoughts got this. Because you just said you're gonna not stop thinking about. Sorry, it. The, 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 like the 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 soundtrack in general. Um, just like it, it curtails. Was it no diggity? Huh? Was it no diggity? No diggity. Yeah, no, yeah, the no diggity of the the, the fight scene. Yeah, and of, you see all the mob bosses stand up at the same time e- at, at each beat, and yeah. it's like, yeah yeah, 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 it's great. 
Um, like that's Loki. One of the coolest scenes of it. It really is. Yeah, and and just like seeing people. Clearly, this was people who cared about, like, loved the Ninja Turtles and yeah. decided let's make a good movie. Right. Ice Cube being the villain is great because right. right. he's just playing himself, um, yeah. but as a fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and animation, like, it, it's a grimy. Genuinely torn up when Jackie Chan throws a party for them. Yeah, and they're just like. Uh, yeah. we don't want to be here dad we're so sorry <laughs> yeah but I mean it's hard to, to to pretend like there's a choice here yeah there's really no choice yeah it's 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 the Barbie animated movie yeah it's, it, it really is <laughs> yeah. yeah Barbie Barbie uh, Swan Lake yep. that was the best animated movie we saw this year yeah. that scene Kel- Kelsey Grandma came through oh. with his with his giant non-offensive nose mm-hmm. Uh, no, but the actual the actual best animated movie of the year is Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. Mm. Um, you don't say. Is 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 that your choice as well? Uh, let's see. Let's <laughs> open my notes here. Uh, it seems to be uh, Spider Man Across. the Is Spider-verse. it really? Oh wow! What a surprise! Could it be the animated film that mixed in several styles of animation, hand drawn, three D, watercolor, with an emotional core? Um, all about like uh, a character carving your own path in life. We had a we have we have a schedule for right. movie mandem. Yeah. When we saw this, whatever was on that date, we said, "Nah, fuck it." Well, actually, we we'll do some Spider Verse we'll right now. Spider, yeah. Um, about a young boy having to deal with the fact that the community that he thought he belonged to does yeah. not want him. him. Yes. And that being a metaphor then for they don't want him. They like. They think he doesn't belong. Doesn't belong. In yeah. First place. Yes. And that juxtaposed against how his not mom, that, like, you are the anomaly. You actually right. should not be here. You should not be place, here. And 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 you know his his mother speaking about that, but speaking in the terms of him being a black child mm-hmm. in in a world where mm-hmm. those types of people are are, are not accepted, um, and that also being how the the Spider Man community tends to respond to or at least certain sects of this of the spider-man community yeah. tends to respond to miles morales like yeah. he he he's not their spider-man right. um and showing so confidently that he does in fact belong mm-hmm. and he's the most spider-man out of all, all of them, them yeah. based on the the quandary of the movie um he in fact is able to outsmart all of these already ingenious people yeah yeah, yeah. uh like th- th- there is i mean and and just shout out to like Spider Gwen saying like one of the best lines of the year, which is like, "Could you not be a cop right now and be my father?" Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it's just like, "Could you be a human being and not yeah. like, <laughs> like the the movie within the first fifteen minutes, you have a a dad pointing the gun at his daughter, oh, daughter, yes, and it's like, okay, so one of the it's best movies of the year, <laughs> going hard, you know, like like I'm almost. So so people Those beautiful watercolor images. Yeah. <laughs> and and like to have the emotion conveyed in the watercolors of the scene. And then the fucking action scenes. Yeah. That that's that chase through twenty ninety nine New York, yeah. going up the train station and everything. Yeah. Um underrated um Voltro in his like underrated with Leonardo his Vinci esque <laughs> played sketches. by um um Yorma Tacon from, yes. from Lonely Island. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um and yeah, just like the 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 build up from the first movie, waiting five years and having it so satisfyingly yeah. portrayed in the sequel, yeah. and then the fucking cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Um, like mm-hmm. if there's one movie that I want to see, yeah. like that, like it's not healthy. I know it's not healthy, but I tend to do this thing in my brain where I'm like, 
all right, after this happens, then I can die. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's been going on since I was... Only five more years to sleep. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's been going on since um, I, I was really into Lost. Right. And I really wanted to see the finale of Lost. Mm-hmm. And the finale of Lost came out in 2010. Mm-hmm. And then around that time, the MCU was starting up. And I was like, okay, well, Lost is done, but let me just see the Avengers. Let me see right. them pull that together and then I can die. And I was probably... Uh, 2010, I was like... 14 right right and i'm just thinking you know where i'm looking at it life can be pretty hard so if i can just get what i want and then dip that'd be great and 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 the my my most recent thing of let me just see this and then i can pop out is is i cannot rest yes if i'm on my deathbed and i haven't seen the sequel to across the Mm spider-verse I'm furious i'm like they need to play that shit if heaven exists that needs to be played the second i get there Damon, may, may, may I bring on the host completely? With, okay. With a beautiful thought. Sure, that. go ahead. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I have many feelings of anticipation and oh boy, I, boy, boy, I gotta wait for that. Mm-hmm. I've never fully in my fourteen-year-oldness go, damn, I can, I can die right after this comes out. <laughs> Only the week of July fourth, yeah. whatever, whatever. Um, but you saying that, that exact feeling of anticipation, mm-hmm. um really got cemented in my mind mm-hmm. during the black panther part one press tour mm-hmm. there is a moment where chadwick boseman tells an anecdote about two boys in the cancer ward mm-hmm. who told him that yeah. they're waiting on black panther to come out yeah and he he is telling this story about these two boys. Yep. And they're like, I remember that feeling of like waiting till Christmas morning, waiting till this specific movie comes out. Mm-hmm. That feeling of like, oh, I gotta just stick around till that thing. Yep. And he's just like, and seeing these two boys literally on their deathbed saying, No, we have to hang on. Your thing is what I'm hanging on for. Your thing yeah. is hanging on for. And he said, like, how important that all of a sudden made the movie for him. Yeah. And then in seeing him telling it, you can see it's very clearly affecting him. Mm-hmm. And then we find out and later. And then you find out two years later yeah. that he, in fact, was going through something similar. Mm-hmm. And so I always think of that is how I view anticipation for media in yeah. a way. Yeah. Just like through Chadwick and these two children. Yeah. That is my like concept. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's something to look forward to. In the future. It's something to like you know it's both important every, every time like you're having like a rough day yeah you're like yeah but, like, but this is I coming out see that thing, you know yeah. and, and and it's it's one of the the funnest things about you know movies and media in general is like that that kind of north star of mm-hmm. bringing you up as you said when you're having a bad day um and i say it's not healthy because like you, there should be more to life than <laughs> the media you, sure, you consume sure. But sometimes it's the simplest things. Like I've been a Spider-Man fan since I was a kid. Right. It's the the very first Spider-Man is one of the first experiences I had in the cinema. When I say first one, I mean the first Tobey Maguire one. Yeah. You know, I had a huge wave of nostalgia when No Way Home happened, and I mm-hmm. saw Toby back on the screen. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Fuck!" Yeah. You know. So so to have Spider-Man still be a continuous figure mm-hmm. in my life, in, in the in lives in of in cinema, media. in media. Um, and to see it take this evolution where fucking Miles Morales, man, that is yeah. such a yeah. a great character. Yeah. I, I want so much for this kid. I feel like right. he's my own. You're rooting for him. You know, like sweet, sweet little baby boy, Miles. Um 
yeah exactly and like you go from the first one where it's like ah uh, nicholas cage a spider-man noir that's great you know you love all that and then you have these new characters in this new movie of these and, and you know we talked about jason schwartzman as a spot to we'll get there um the, the, we, 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 Jason Schwartzman as a spot in that movie to take the spot yeah. who is like a nothing, nothing character, character from one episode of the 90s animated yeah. series and now he's just like the most threatening <laughs> villain like you know? what are you gonna do you, you got Oscar Isaac delivering maybe the performance of the year yep. for him yep. um Mar- and also Marriage Story be damned yeah Mar- <laughs> uh, um not Marriage Story scenes from a, scenes Just from a marriage, marriage right um and and also, like the the black solidarity in the movie, yep. where like Miles meets up with the um, Ao Ao Edebiri's character, yeah. who is Spider Bite. They talk for like two seconds, but right. instantly she's just like, "You my nigga, I you got you." Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll use this to transition into our Pyacon of the year yes. because Bam just showed his cards to me to show me who the Pyacon of the year was for him. It's the same one for me. Hell yeah. And I'm going to pull it out of my pocket right now. Yeah, yeah. Let's see it. What have we got here? Hobie fucking Brown. <laughs> Hobie Brown. Spider-Punk. Spider-Punk himself. Yes, sir. I got myself a Spider-Punk figure here. He's going to stand right here. Hell yeah. Confidently, he's going to ride the other microphone. <laughs> Our third guest. Our Spider- third guest. Spider-Punk himself. Spider-Punk himself. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Content for the year. Cannot believe it. Okay. You did such a good job, Hobie. Where's the oh, okay. put in some like throbbing guitar noises during the middle of this? Yeah. Yeah. Look at him. There you go. A boy. A homie. The homie. Hobie Brown. Homie Hobie Brown. Um Daniel Kaluuya. One of our one of our best actors. Oh, neither of us are on the mic right now. You cannot be heard. Oh, cannot be heard. Yeah. Okay. We're yeah, back Clea, now. One of our one of our generation's best. One of our generation's best actors. Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. Um, Get Out. Several films in the last Widows. few years. Widows. Widows. Best performance in Widows. That scene in the basketball court <laughs> where he's staring <laughs> down the yeah. like, dude. Um, the best eye performance in a film ever. <laughs> entrance of the year. I, I believe so. Like the, there's there's so. the, there's a whole force field. Miles is doing his whole like electric hands thing. Right. This motherfucker comes in with his electric electric his guitar, guitar yeah. shreds, yeah. and then the whole place gets just, blown up. Yeah. He's talked about before that scene, and he's just like, "Who is this dude, Hobie? Right? right? Who is this dude that what, that? Who's this nigga? Yeah, yeah, sleepover. Right, right. Like like you you got his shoes on, right. you got his jacket on. What's like who this Hobie dude? And when he goes, when he comes onto the scene, you're like, oh, he's that dude. Right. He is him. That Miles rough, rough, yeah. rough dude. And like, he, 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 when, when they're in the spider society place sure. and he's just like pulling shit off the mm-hmm. walls, mm-hmm. like willy nilly. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the anarchist through and through. Yeah. Um, he gives Miles his out. He gives Miles his out. He's just like, yo, use your palms. Right. Um, and, and he, he does his exit. Like just, just so you know, I quit. Right. Goes through his portal, yes. leaves behind the portal device, yes. knowing full and well he's built his own fucking portal yes. device. All the more impressive, in his world, it is 1970. Mm-hmm. So he builds a machine from 2099 technology yeah. using 1970s technology. And then when he pulls off his... Ma- so first of all, design. Let's talk design, Perfect. right? Because Spider-Punk 
if I if I if I know correctly, yeah. In the 2018 Spider-Man game, yeah. they had a version of Peter Parker mm-hmm. and he had like a Spider-Punk thing on where he had like yeah. the spikes on his mask and yeah. he had a leather he had a, a, a denim jacket and everything and he looked he looked pretty cool. Pretty cool. This though? Yeah. He got the the knee-high boots. Yep. With the blue laces on, That's right. um, he's got the leather, leather jacket. Le- leather jacket. Leather he, he's got like a spider web, uh, uh, like gloves going all the way up to his his elbow. Forearms, yeah. He's got one like brace on his on his left hand. Yeah. Another spiky brace on his bicep. Yeah. He's got like a sleeveless leather jacket with like spikes. Spikes and pants. He's got a spider on the back. He's got FSNM, which is Friendly Neighborhood uh, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, this just like... The spider mohawk. The spider mohawk with the spikes coming out. Uh, there's some pins on him. One is like the UK flag. And, and there's one with a skull on it. Mm-hmm. Like probably just the coolest character of the year. Yeah. Maybe ever. <laughs> And he takes off his mask. You're like, oh, even cooler, bro. Oh, even cooler with like the 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 piercings on his eyebrow. Yeah, huge th- fro. That huge fro with the different like yeah. parts to it. Miles audibly gasps and says, "Why are you cooler you yeah. know, outside your mask?" And he's like, "I was cool this whole time." And I was like, "Yeah, you're fucking right. You were." Yeah. yeah. When like at the beginning, I did say, "Oh, I neglected to put a pack on," mm-hmm. and I, 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 I'll, I'll admit it. I did Google movies of 2023, do a little quick scan, right. and then I thought, "The fuck am I talking, talking about?" about yeah. Ever since you, I, you, you know, it's in, you know, it's in your heart, bro. Yeah. Ever since I saw him come up on the screen, like, that's our boy. we we that's, knew we we were like, mm-hmm. yeah. We silently were like, "Well, of course, that's the because guy, because right? we've talked about Pyakan since we saw it, Avatar 2022." Right. And it's been a th- it, it had been a thing in the podcast yes. up until that point. Yes. Every movie has its pie icon, right? Yes. And then we saw this, and I was like, you know, Sp- Spot is pretty cool. Like mm-hmm. that's a that's a pretty mm-hmm. interesting like Dude. take on the villain. Jason Schwartzman's doing a good job. Oh, this this Indian Spider Man is is yeah. is yeah. very yeah. good. Yeah. Like his whole thing about chai tea, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then he comes on the scene, right? And you're like, oh wait, cool. it's these, done. These other people, not interested. Who yeah, this, this movie came out in June, and. You'd have to try very hard to beat him, to top him for the Pyakan. Yeah. 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 And yeah, he wins. Absolutely. Hobie Brown ladies and gentlemen, Daniel yeah. Blue himself. I I Pyakon of the year. I talk I, when I I went to to Costa Rica shortly after um yeah. Spider Verse came out. And I went to every toy store I could find mm-hmm. to look for this mm-hmm. fucking doll. Mm-hmm. Right? Um and they they were all sold out. You had there were there were Mileses there, um, there were Gwens there, there were Spider Man twenty twenty nines twenty ninety nines there. All the other characters were there. Hobie not there. Right. I look on Amazon, and there's like one or two left. Okay. And I say to myself, I'm not gonna buy it, right? right? Because the, the, one of my toxic traits is that anytime my wife wants to buy me anything for my my birthday. Mm-hmm. She can't because I just buy whatever I want for myself. Sure. So I left it behind. I'm, and I'm, I'm thinking and I'm hoping to myself, she will, she, she'll get the point. She'll get the hints and she'll get me the, the Hobie Brown. I look like a few days before my birthday. And my birthday is in uh, the middle of July. Um, You're a summer baby. I'm a summer baby. And I look and I see Hobie Brown is sold out on Amazon up until that point. Um, and I, I started to get worried. I'm just like, have I missed the boat? Should I just have bought it myself? The day of my birthday, 
I open up a package from my wife, and there is Hobie Brown. There he is. And I considered to myself, should I just leave this in the packaging? Clearly, it's a high demand thing. Yeah. Should I resell this? Right. And I'm like, would Hobie Why want that? Would Hobie want that? Did Hobie want me to use Kobe him as a open. tool of capitalism? Yeah, Hobie wants you to crack that baby open. No. And enjoy the, fr- the fruits of, of joy from it. Yeah. So, Hobie Brown, absolutely, no question. Piacan of the year. Right. Greatest character design, greatest performance by an actor who steals a scene from a fucking movie. Yeah. Um, in a scene in a movie full of incredible characters. Yeah. Incredible, incredible characters, incredible scenes. Also, the fact that he is animated differently from every Everybody other character. Is, yeah. So, so I think literally standing out. Yeah, because I think um like he's he's, he's like he's like collages, right? Yeah, because well he's every every three frames. Yeah. All the other characters that Miles I think is at every every other frame mm-hmm. because he's supposed to be slower than the other spider characters because he's learning. Yeah. But he is out of sync with everybody, everybody else, else because he's punk. Yeah. That's fucking incredible. Um so yeah, that uh, what a way to to end a literal three hour podcast. Yeah. Um, so like, obviously, me and you wanted um, actual Piacon to come and like present the new Piacon of the year. Yeah. Obviously, um, you know he he's not done a lot of work no. this year. Unfortunately, yeah. he's been on quite the speaking tour mm-hmm. um, since year. So like, big up Stratos to, to Piacon. I mean, he had a great he had a breakout role. He had the in, best performance in, in of the decade. One, one you know, so. like people. Free really gravitated well because free willy is an iconic performance yes, to yes. be likened o- to that was an inspiration like you're 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 the this generation's free really? willy and there hasn't been one for for decades yeah. yeah um but we we sent him love you send know love um we know yeah. he wanted to be here right um he couldn't he couldn't um skype in he's in a very yeah. deep part of the ocean the internet actually can't yeah. reach it um, and also the shooting schedule for avatar it's 3 crazy, it's crazy, crazy you know crazy. you never know when james cameron's gonna call you yeah, up to do your scene yeah, but yeah 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 um but that's 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 been the show. We'd that like has been the show. Place pay respects to yeah. to our, our humblest of, of, of guests and yeah. He 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 has started his own uh, uh, category with us. And um, Bam, you, you you mentioned you said to me the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, you said presumably a two-hour pod. Yes, and it, presumably it, it literally turned into a three-hour pod. But right. Uh, I want to get solemn for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a little over a year yeah. of of this union of ours doing this podcast. The movie man The movie Um It's taken some changes. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's twisted and turned. I think from what I initially initially pictured it to be. Sure. Um, but we've had some genuinely some incredible discussions mm-hmm. in this room with our friends coming in and, and talking about movies. I think we have created this space where we can make such a, a you know... A good podcast discussion a good, space. A good podcast discussion space for, for films that people may have loved, may have never heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to say, let's raise our glass. Yeah. I can't think of a better way to end the year than with my friend yeah, down here yeah, in this studio talking about our favorite films on the year. So, Salute. Salute. Ah, all in one. And that has been the Movie Man Dem Awards. Second annual Movie Man Dem Awards. Awards. Uh, This will be released the 2nd of January. I hope you all had a happy new year. I hope you all celebrated really well. Stayed safe on the road. 
If you didn't, I hope you're listening to this in heaven or hell, whichever one they played. Which one you pass, sir? <laughs> um, Bam. Hey, what's up? As always, hey. thank you for being hey, here. And uh, Hobie, thanks for joining Good us. Good dude. With the, with Everybody, your... enjoy your 2024 and beyond. And you know what? And if you listen to this in the future, whatever year you're in. Yeah. If you want to just listen to what were the best films of 2023, you know this was the definitive list right we, here. We, we're the final say. You really are. Fuck a Hollywood reporter. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not saying goodbye. We got a whole year yeah. planned for y'all. We literally do. We're about to calendar. we're about to get into our, our strategy session. Mm-hmm. So um, we will see you in 2024. Happy New Year. We love you all. Uh, watch foreign films. Yeah. Sometimes. Uh, watch, uh, watch a plethora of films. Yeah, do that. Expand your uh, cinematic vocabulary. Yeah. Just stop yeah. watching Friends over and over. Yeah. It's, it's good. And I'm yeah. sorry that Matthew Perry died. That, right. That's really sad. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. there's other things. There's no reason to watch The Office for our sixth time. Oh, God. My sister's watched it maybe eight times. Anyway, see you all next week. Bye. Bye.